Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. There's a guy canvassing for Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis in Florida, and he was mercilessly beaten. That's what Marco Rubio reports. And now we have some more confirmation on this individual. Apparently, it was in a Democrat county when four individuals said, you are not welcome here, and then mercilessly beat him to the point where he's got internal bleeding. He's going to need facial reconstructive surgery. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty crazy story. The response we've seen from the left is that they're saying this guy is apparently associated with fascists. And we have a report from, uh, I believe it's Miami Times, talking about how he's posted a bunch of racist and offensive things. And it's interesting because uh, seeing someone go out and canvas for politically and then to be mercilessly beaten and their response is he's a bad guy. And I'm like, well, you know, I'd agree. Those opinions are really awful. The things he was saying. Is that supposed to wash away or justify the fact that he's going to need facial reconstructive surgery? He's got internal bleeding and the violence is escalating to an extreme degree. This is crazy stuff, man. And I'll tell you why they're so threatened by him. We just finished watching, as many of you may have, the debate between DeSantis and Chris in Florida. And I just got to say, I think that I think DeSantis absolutely crushed Chris in this debate. He made a lot of really great points. People were screaming and yelling. Some people didn't like DeSantis, but it was really interesting. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And we've got a bunch of other stories, too. This one's surprising. Joe Biden's actually calling. He's, he's, he's condemning the dangerous gain of function research being done at Boston University. So I was actually surprised to see that. But of course, we got to talk about Ted Cruz getting interrupted by climate change activists on The View. Man, these people are these activists for the left. They're actually helping the Republican Party because gas prices are one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest right now. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. Click that beautiful little join us button. And as a member, you'll get access to the TimCast IRL Uncensored show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Plus the entire massive library. I think there's hundreds of episodes now, four or five hundred. You'll definitely want to check that out because we've got a bunch of really awesome people. You'll get to watch the Cast Castle vlog, Tales from the Inverted World. We've got new shows coming and you will be supporting our journalists. We had a reporter on the ground at Matt Walsh's event. We've got a reporter on the ground uh, covering a lot of these events as they're starting to take shape with the midterms coming up. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about all of this and more is Lisa Reynolds. Hi, guys. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me, Tim. Who are you? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I guess a longtime political insider. I just uh, left a really long stint on the Hill, and I'm working in political consulting and freelance writing. So, Right on. Yeah. You work for anybody interesting? Not that I want to say on here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So A couple people. Couple interesting people. Yeah, All right, couple, well, cool. A couple interesting people, yeah. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. We've also got Luke Rudkowski. Now you get all quiet. Uh, you guys are in for a, quite a show. My name is Luke Rudkowski here of We Are Change.org, and the shirt I'm wearing today is, is a little bit uh, on the nose. It's a 2024 uh, Joe Biden Come shirt. Come on. And, uh, Family what? friendly. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's Hunter Biden who named them, named him this, not me. And if you're <laughs> looking... Mean you get to say it. <laughs> If you're looking for some very interesting conversations with uh, a lot of people, along with maybe some self-defense classes, this is a perfect shirt for you, <laughs> which you could get on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. We also have Mary Morgan of Pop Culture Crisis joining us tonight. Back by popular demand... Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. 
Yes, I am from Pop Culture Crisis. If you don't know, go subscribe to us on YouTube. I'm happy to be back. I love the fans. Well, all right. And I'm here pressing buttons as always. Pressing the buttons. Let's jump into this first story from TimCast.com. Marco Rubio canvasser reportedly attacked, told Republicans not allowed in the neighborhood. He He was also campaigning for DeSantis as well. I believe he was wearing a Rubio hat and a DeSantis shirt. Or I'm sorry, he was wearing a DeSantis hat and a Rubio shirt. The campaign volunteer who was wearing apparel supportive of the Florida senator and the Florida governor DeSantis reportedly suffered internal bleeding and will require facial reconstructive surgery. Rubio reported on Monday, Hylia Mayor Esteban Steve Bovo said the police department has reportedly made an arrest, though did not provide further details citing a lack of information, the Miami Herald reported. So apparently, I mean, Rubio is saying it was four guys. Now, this is where it gets fun. Because Charlie Chris has come out himself, and I can respect this. This is the Democrat running for governor saying there's no place for violence in politics. Senator Rubio, your canvasser is in our prayers, and we look forward to those responsible being brought to justice. We have Val Deming saying, I have zero tolerance for any violence against any person for any reason. Those responsible for attacking a canvasser last night should be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, I absolutely uh, can respect those calling this out. Um, the, the Democrats calling this out, the violence. But here's, here's I just got to, here we go. From the Miami New Times, Rubio supporter attacked while canvassing is, is identified as apparent white supremacist past. Okay. Now, the first thing is a bunch of leftists pointed this out. Antifa came out and said he deserved it. They were tweeting this saying that, oh, it turns out he was a white supremacist. Therefore, he, de- he deserves it. I think he's Cuban and he's not white. So I don't know if white supremacists make sense. You know, you can call him something else, I guess. But if you want to call him fascist. So this guy gets this mercilessly beaten and the left immediately finds a justification for why. I can only assume then they're probably the ones who beat him and this was their justification. But uh, the first thing I'm going to say, yeah, I don't like his opinions. If that's the case, you know, I've seen some screenshots of things he may have posted. They're accusing him of posting really, really awful stuff. Some of the worst of the worst does not justify mercilessly beating someone to the point where they need surgery and they're internally bleeding. And then I want to point out, if the Democrats want to play, keep playing games like this, we could now say Governor, uh, Governor candidate Charlie Crist defended white supremacists today. That's the game they play in the media. So if they want to come out and attack this guy who was just beaten and try and make it seem like there's justification for it, then we can point out, oh, Democrats are defending white supremacists, right? The simple thing is no violence, condemn it all. The dude can say bad things. I don't think it's relevant to why he was brutally beaten right right now. This is the kind of I, stuff we have to call for de-escalation on. I just think it's crazy that they, they're always, the right is the, the real threat to America or democracy or anything. But if we look at these attacks over and over again, it's always conservatives that are getting run over by cars or beaten to a bloody pulp or Rand Paul's getting attacked by his neighbor. It's 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 not them that are getting brutalized all the time. It's our side that's getting there, brutalized there, all the time. There's a video going viral right now of, well, I will point out just for the sake of, I can hear all the leftists screaming Charlottesville when, you know, James Fields, I think was it, he ran the car. I have my own theory on that, but that's fine. Like if you but, actually watch the footage, but. But I mean, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot to say. Antifa does tend to be the one and BLM and, and these left extremists going around causing all the violence. And there's a video right now that, that I, I retweeted where it's like a guy and his girlfriend, I, I'm assuming, they're walking and Antifa's beating them. And then even an Antifa medic grabs the woman and she's screaming. And I'm like, that's an important thing to, to highlight for people is that the Antifa people will put red crosses on their arms for two reasons. It's a disguise. So they can go and beat people and go, I'm just a medic. And then, when the, and then, and then also it's propaganda. When the police arrest them, 
Then they post for it saying, the police are arresting medics. Why are they doing it? And it's because they're psychotic extremist terrorists who are beating people. Uh, I'm looking at the, the the article that you mentioned here. I'm trying to find out the exact sources of what they're using here. But they're also reporting that the police report is not mentioning that there was a political dispute, nor does it look or indicate that there was a specific targeting of this specific individual. So so what's really going on here? Are they just trying to justify it? Was there any reason? Is there someone really going through Twitter, finding someone on the street that's a niche person saying, hey, you did this in a couple years ago? I highly doubt that. No, uh, no, 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 no. No, exactly one's, no, what, no one's saying that. I, I, I know, I know. What but, they're saying is... This guy was canvassing. Some people saw his shirt and his hat, beat him up. And then when the news broke from Rubio that this guy was was brutally beaten and told you're not supposed to be here, Antifa immediately rushed out to dig up the guy's past. Now, here's the other issue. I don't know that's even true because the photos they posted do not look like this guy unless he dropped 50 pounds. Yeah, he looks like a Spanish guy, too, which right. doesn't really add up to, to a good you know, white supremacist there in the, in the story that they have there. So, so again, a lot of the things don't make sense here. We don't know exactly what happened. We weren't there. There's, not, there's no video of the incident. But we have to understand that our society is becoming more violent. When we look at crimes, especially in major cities, there is an epidemic happening here. And whether it's because of the destruction of our mental health or just our political class becoming more hyperbolic by the day. It was just a few weeks ago where Biden stood behind a huge podium with the red lights behind him declaring that that MAGA people are the true danger to this country. And when you have such sensationalistic hyperbolic language, you're going to have people taking action on that language, which is pretty dangerous for everyone involved in the political sphere. Another interesting point, though, to bring up is that they can always dig into the past of Republicans, too. But like it didn't matter about George Flo- George Floyd's past. Right. Like right. he could, he can hold guns to pregnant women. And that's fine. Did he point a gun like at her belly? Yeah. I read. I, I yeah. don't know. Is that what he did? Yeah. And yeah. robbed her. I, I, I read that he pointed the gun at her belly and said, do you want your baby to live or die? Right. Right. He's fine. We can. We but can I've also read that, that story was completely fabricated. So I See? don't know what See? to think. And it's really irrelevant. We know that he had a criminal record. That's, that's yeah. my we know point, that he was like, on drugs when he died. We don't even know if what they're saying about this guy is true. I didn't read any of like the tweets that it says. But even if it were, it didn't seem to matter for their people with their shady pasts, right? And so it, it doesn't justify violence under any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, tell you something funny. You know, I went to this market the other day, and it was really, really great. It was in um, Potomac, Virginia, I think it's, is the name of the city. It's a beautiful place. Wow, everyone there is very wealthy. The mall at Tyson's, I, I could not believe it was like being in the capital city of the Hunger Games. The bathroom had like a lounge section in it. Like, <laughs> like a, it was weird, like a half moon chair. And, and there's like weird, like marble lighting. Wow. And I went to this market and they had a, uh, some Ruth Bader Ginsburg chocolates. And it said, uh, Notorious RBG. And, you know, I, I said, that is a perfect gift for Luke. And so I bought it. And I brought it back to Luke. And the reason I bring it up is that one of the chocolates, it said something like fight for what you believe in with the red salute on it, the communist fist. Hmm. And I just think it's funny. Like, I know what the red salute is and means and why, what the symbol is supposed to be. But you see it as a mainstream icon. And this one, I I know the left is going to love this one. They're going to start vomiting on themselves, screaming. (laughs) When I see the red salute, it may as well be a swastika. Right. There were two extremist ideologies in Europe at the turn, turn of the 19th century. They believed almost the same things in terms of authoritarianism. They just differed on cultural things. The communists wanted to purge the culture. The Nazis wanted to reinforce traditional culture. But they both loved the symbol of... Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. 
Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. The weak coming together to form the strong. With the fascists, they had the fascists, the bundle of sticks with the, with the blade in it, strapped together because each individual stick is weak, but together makes a weapon. And the red salute is the outward facing fist where each individual finger is weak, but together it's strong. That's why they're showing you the fingers when they do it. So when I go into a store and it's a bunch of like regular old people being like, we're normal people who don't like extremism. Here's our hate symbol. You know, here's, 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 a, here's a chocolate with a symbol of, of 100 million dead. And, and it's normal to people, just completely normal. Yeah, I was like, uh, thank you. Tim, for the uh, genocide of my people on, on, a, on a chocolate, since, of course, you know, I'm, I'm Polish. I was born and raised in Poland. And that represents, you know, a, a lot of, you know, just horrible things that, that happened to my people. Uh, the, the, all the innocent people that were, of course, tortured, that were murdered because they didn't believe in the right political ideas that, of course, the communists wanted you to believe in. And I think there's a reason why there's so much genocide and so much communism that always coalesces together throughout human history. And that's something that is not really taught in, in history history class or in public schools, but but there's a big correlation there and it's not an accident. But the point that you're making to where it's like all these rich people and whatever, I think it was just James Kluge. He was doing a like, what is fascism or is America fascist type of video. And there's all these like rich people on the beach and, and he's pushing them against like about what is fascism. They have no idea what it even means. They can't define it. Right. So they're going around calling like all Americans or at least half the population fascist. They, they don't even know what it means. Well, here, here's a funny thing. I watched this uh, YouTube video. So I went to Gettysburg this weekend too. And then, you know, it's a, it's a, it's like an hour and 40 minutes or whatever from here, hour and a half. And then I uh, started watching a, a documentary series. It was like four hours long. And then in between that, YouTube recommended this what would happen a video from a YouTuber. I forget his name, so I apologize for this guy. But it was like who would win a civil war. And it was a really great video. He got a lot of things wrong. Oh, you're talking about what if all history? Yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. Red Yard. He's been he's been asking in the show a couple of times here. People have been asking in the in the show. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I watched dude. his video. It was really really interesting. Yeah. And uh, I forgot exactly what I was trying to say about it. What were you just What were you just mentioning? Gettysburg and Civil War. Who Civil War? Who Civil War. No, no, no. What were you saying? About the rich people not knowing what like what fascism yeah. is and, and oh right 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 right. I'm sorry sorry. The point he made is that uh, prior to the past 50 years, every political faction was authoritarian right. The, the, the idea that there is an authoritarian left is new. The, the, the idea that there's a libertarian left is extremely new. And so he, he was making this point where he's like, if you were to take all the political factions from like the previous conflicts throughout the past hundred years and bring them to today, they would all be authoritarian, right? Like even the communists were very pro-masculinity and like working class. They just wanted to purge the traditions 
and the fascists wanted to preserve the traditions. Right. But they were all like lun like lunatic, homicidal maniacs. And the funny thing I think about it is it's just like really easy to point out as like we know the Nazis were some of the worst in 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 in, in, our, in our history, like just the hor horrifying things they did. And the communists did what 10, 12 fold more, substantially more than that, right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, like like Mal fifty too. times. Yep. The communists all together had like fifty times more murder and genocide. Right, but it's always it's always the Nazis. But you can buy the red salute in your local town market on a chocolate supporting your Supreme Court, your favorite Supreme Court justice. Didn't Obama have like a, a Christmas ball with Mao on it in the White House? I'm not sure about that. I don't know. You gotta look that one up. Look that up. I'm just saying, I feel like I've, I feel like that was a thing. And then this when was I, a long time I, ago. I remember when I pointed out some, some leftists did the red salute. I mean, they all do it. They walk around, they raise the fist. They don't, they don't understand that they're raising the fist is literally, I, I, I think it was like Ethan Klein or somebody who was like, Tim's criticizing the universal symbol of resistance. And I'm <laughs> like, that's not what it is. Like, yo, read a history book, bro. It's the red salute. The Chinese Communist Party, when you're, when you're joining it, you have to give the red salute while you recite the pledge to the Chinese Communist Party. It's like, imagine if, imagine if you, you could like buy a chocolate with the Roman salute on it. It's just, in, it's just bonkers that that's acceptable in this country. Mm -hmm. we're, we're a country of like, freedom-loving, libertarian, individualist types. That's, that's what the country is founded on. Yet authoritarian, murderous, genocidal communism has their symbols everywhere. And uh, I think you're right. Fox News has an article from 2015 mm -hmm. that's titled, White House Christmas Decor Featuring Mao Zedong Comes Under Fire. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And it talks about how, how Mao Zedong was hanging out with a drag queen uh, in, the, in the depiction there. Um, it's again an old article, but it, yeah, it's, it was like a really long time ago. But that's okay in the in the White House. It, it's kind of crazy to see so many genociders just uh, publicly loved and adored, especially Che Guevara. When you look at his history, especially the way he treated people in the LGBTQ community, especially how he treated people of color, uh, the history on that, uh, when you look at it, is uh, very eye opening to say the least. What do we think of the Trudeau uh, mention of his love of communism? No, like the the comparison that what's his face is his father. Oh, like it's like this. I mean, the, the pictures theory. are funny. The pictures are funny. Yeah, I mean, and it's like there's weird history that aligns this. You know, I like know. I like my conspiracy. Didn't theory, his mother so. meet? I think that's what it was. Yeah, like numerous times. I, I think it's funny because like I was reading a Snopes thing and it's like Trudeau's mother did meet with Castro yeah. and it was around the time, like it was like in a, in a similar time frame to when he may have been, you know, born or whatever. <laughs> but I think they're saying it was like a couple of years before anyway. They mm -hmm. they look quite a bit alike. Yeah, he doesn't look like his father. So yeah. He doesn't look like he his doesn't. father, that's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. He's clearly fond of the ideology, so. Maybe, maybe Fidel Castro was a milkman in, in Canada. Yeah, well, like, you know? Maybe right. he's just, you know, trying to grab onto his like, father's just, legacy. I don't know. It's the funniest things about these things where it's like, well, it is true that Trudeau does look like him, and he doesn't look like his father, and his mother did meet Castro and did travel down there. It's debunked. It's it's not, <laughs> and you're like, well, what do you mean? Like, do you have any evidence? Is, like, you're, you're, you're giving, like... This is the thing. Snopes is giving us reason to believe it's actually true. Not, not necessarily Snopes, but these other, I was, so a bunch of fact checks. It's like all of these points you're making about, you know, coincidence and happenstance are evidence in the positive, And then you just come out right and say, but it doesn't actually make sense. Therefore, it's debunked. We see that so often with fact checks in the media. Well, yeah, they just they just they just pick and choose whatever they want to, of course, uh, work for their larger agenda. I did hear that the years don't add up, and that the year that the photos that are circulating uh, don't add up to when he was born. There's other people what arguing. What if it was IVF? 
Yeah. How advanced was that at the time? I don't, I don't know, know if they had that d- during that how specific old is time. He's not that special, old. But, but, but there's other people. package yeah. on dry ice delivered yeah. to the Trudeau household. But yeah, here's the I, thing. I, like, I, even special you, delivery. It doesn't match up for that time that she <laughs> met him. Like, there's plenty of people that still see people without anybody knowing as yeah, well. Yeah, the, the, the other like, people are arguing <laughs> that there was uh, specific meetings that happened between them. A whirlwind that, romance. That were not documented. Or, I mean, you know, that happened. internet of course. Fidel, I can't do this. I don't know. Husband will find out. This needs to be made into a soap opera. I like to. Yeah, believe that would that be great. Actually. I'm just gonna keep trying to believe that it's true. <laughs> the Generalissimo. No, my son. It's not my son. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ted Cruz. Here we go. From CNN, protesters interrupt Ted Cruz's interview on The View. Did you guys see this? Ted Cruz was on The View, and it was disrupted by protesters. And it was really funny that people were saying that it was the the cat with the salad meme. Because the the View women, like Whoopi Goldberg, were screaming at the audience to like stop yelling, and Ted Cruz was just laughing. It's like having a good time. So so you have these climate change protesters appearing on the View. They're screaming while Ted Cruz is talking, and they're they're they're, they're protesting oil or whatever. I don't know what, what group they're with. Cover climate now! They yelled. Here's the best part: We're 15 days away from the midterm elections. Early voting is already happening. And the number one issue right now on people's minds, for the most part, is the economy and gas prices. So when you have a Republican at, on The View in front of all these people and you're screaming, no more gas, no more fossil fuels, Ted Cruz, many should have been like, well, I assure you, if you vote Republican, we'll make sure there will be more of it. And then the prices will come down. But think like I, these activists, I, look, my conspiracy theory on this one is that they're being, they're being hired by Republicans. Oh, I don't know about that. Including the soup can girls? Soup can girls. Uh, or why, non-binary why? individuals? Well, Mashed so potatoes? A, apparently it's an heiress to the Getty Oil Fortune who's been providing some funding to them. And, and so I'm saying, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying it's conspiracy theory. Why, right before the midterms, are anti-oil activists acting a fool, making the left look really, really bad, and when gas prices are freaking people out? You know what I mean? It's just, I'm not literally saying the Republicans are paying them. I'm saying they may as well be. They may all, as well all the Republicans be. should be clapping and cheering for this. To be fair, we don't, like, the Republicans never fight, like, right anyway, and they don't fight dirty like that. That's probably been one of our biggest weaknesses. So I, I couldn't give them that much credit for thinking that far ahead. They're literally screaming, no more oil. <laughs> oh, like, what are you going to be using that? And They're my literally favorite calling for mass murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. They don't understand the larger consequences <laughs> if we get rid of oil. Or maybe they oil. do understand the larger consequences and they just don't care. Or maybe, know, they, maybe they just want to get rid of people. They're consequentialists. No, they, they, they care. They, like they, they care about the earth and not the people. You know what I mean? Like, right. do I care about the, the 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 centipede that I step on as it's like you're running towards me? I'm like, ah, centipede. It's like I care mm-hmm. to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Like, do you care about the wasps you spray? You care in the sense that they they have alerted you to their presence. You don't like them, and now you're doing away with them. You know but what you see I'm saying? But they think that we can have the same comforts and luxuries that we have now without fossil fuels. Well, well don't well, they? Well, At least they of. want to survive. What, what I'm saying is they think we can have the same comfort as we do now without fossil fuels if tons of people die. You see, you see what I'm saying? You know, like when I see a wasp's nest on my porch, I care. That is not a good thing. And so I spray them and the wasps <laughs> die. So they care. 
but not in the way you'd think a human is supposed to care about another human. Yeah, my favorite thing is seeing all the garbage left after a lot of these climate change rallies. <laughs> my second favorite thing was recently seeing a video of these people gluing their hands uh, to the street. And then one of the ladies doing that glued her hand and took toxic super glue and just threw it down the drain <laughs> right afterwards with a sign that says we need to protect the environment. I mean, these people could be making legitimate actions. There are legitimate things that we could do to start cleaning things up, especially in our environment, especially when it comes to holding multinational corporations accountable, especially when it comes to holding China accountable. But they're not doing any of that. Their, their, their end goal is to essentially punish everyone this for, for not paying enough taxes to the government, which is such an MKUltra mind control belief that is just mind boggling being able to sit here saying these people think if you give the government more money, the weather's going to be gooder. That makes no sense at all. The funny thing is, is that like this there's is, petroleum. Sorry, this, is, this is a picture of oh, what Luke was referencing. There's a bunch. You, you, look, you Google search garbage at climate rally, and there's just like thousands of photos. Absolutely. But I was saying care. super glue, like just them purchasing super glue, you're supporting the petroleum industry. Like the, how many, like they don't realize how it's in Maybe everything. they shoplifted it. The, oh, probably. <laughs> but then I mean, throwing it down the sewer. I mean, come on. Right. That's just. They're like, also putting their money where their mouth is by not. Uh, bathing. That's Saving true. Water. And not having kids. So true. Or aborting them. Yep. So it's like the end result of leftism is it just won't exist in 50 years. I'm okay with that. Kind of like I'm okay with people like, you know, having well, look, mass shootouts in uh, North I'm, I'm not okay with that. No, 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 no. That's terrible. It's not. No, but what I'm, you know, you, you, want, you, want, you want to tell people that they can have uh, abortions and they can no. sterilize their kids? No, I don't want anybody to have abortions. I think that's murder. But I do think that if there's like a bunch of people like running roughshod in North Philly and cops are getting killed all the time, then fine, let them go shoot each other. Well, I mean, I suppose there's an issue of defund the police. That's what they've been arguing for. Yeah. So it sounds like you're just saying you're you're in favor of. Uh, no, I'm saying fund the police, fund it actually. But not there. I mean, yeah, like, no, fund, the, it, fund this, it where they're not in, being crazy and that they don't support defund the police. Fund, so put extra cops there. I'm saying this, like, look, if if the end result of, let me put it this way, the left comes out and says women have a right to choose to get an abortion. Okay, they say uh, this, this, we were just watching the Ron DeSantis Charlie Chris debate, and. Uh, uh, Ron asks Charlie Chris about child sex changes and Chris keeps bringing up abortion. He doesn't answer the question. He says, abortion, abortion, a women's choice. And it's like, okay, dude, if a group of people are burning the country to the ground, running through the streets, smashing windows, burning everybody, then they come out and it's their political position. They should be able to abort their children and sterilize them. I don't understand. I, I, I mean, I do understand why conservatives are mad about it. But it's also just kind of a funny thing where it's like the people who you think are evil and destroying everything are also like ending their genetic line. And so it's just like, look, I've tweeted this and I will say it again. One of the most shocking things to me is that you can question Fauci and get banned from every platform. You can question the CDC and get banned from every platform. You could have a you could be a doctor who contributed to the invention of mRNA and they ban you. But if you come out on Twitter several times and say, consider spaying and neutering your children to save the planet, nobody cares. Not a single hit piece, no criticism, no jokes, no mockery. You can say, please, please abort your kids. There's too many people already. Not a, not a single thing. They, it, it just, it's, it's shocking to me that I just feel like that should be like cancel culture worthy to come out and be like, you should abort your kids and sterilize them. They should be like, you, you stop.
but they, no, no, they cheer for it. And they're but, the ones who pretend to be the champions of the poor mm-hmm. when they think it would be better to be dead than poor. Stacey Abrams said abort poor people. They literally say that. I was doing I was doing a one-on-one video and we I was debating some guy on the street in front of like the Supreme Court and he I said, "Your argument there is that um, it's better it's better to be dead than be poor." And he goes, "Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying." I was like, like I, I didn't even know what to say. I just looked at him like you can't be serious. Like you well, What's the serious. end result if they they all start uh, sterilizing their kids and getting abortions? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean... In 50 years, they're gone. Here's my problem. You can't kill enough people that there won't be poor people. That's no, no, no. Just oh, well, liberals. No, right. He's talking about like what I'm saying is these select. people. It is to this is the crazy thing. It is politically correct to say that the left should be allowed to abort their children and sterilize their children. How is that? I, 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 that that sounds like nightmarishly genocidal, but for some reason, it is a political position held by Democrats. It's trendy uh, according to the agenda and narrative that they're trying to push on everybody. And uh, yeah, you, I mean, you could, I mean, according to who you talk to, Mary, you, you could you could take out a lot of poor people, especially if you're talking to individuals <laughs> like, you know, Bill Gates and, and all these other people who are pushing this larger agenda against everyone well, else. Specifically, he wants to take them out in Africa, not in the West. But and, and, in, and in India, too. He's doing a lot of projects there as well. It's not genocidal because they've dehumanized that, right? Like they say it's a clump of cells or it's not, it's not legitimately But their human. own kids. I know. I'm not saying it's right. No, I mean like sterilizing their kids too. Oh, like, I didn't hear that. Well, yeah, they're they're giving they're 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 giving puberty blockers oh, well, and other drugs, which that's are something completely different. Like that's like Mun- Munchausen syndrome by proxy. No, 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 right? no, no, like, no but, that, that but, is what but, mothers are doing. They're but, trying but to that's, do that for but, attention, right? Sure, and for whatever is a bunch of different reasons for abortions. The point is, both result in the left erasing themselves from from. Yeah. So why humanity. should we complain? Well, I, they're, they're, so look. Because it children is, are is, the battleground of this whole well, then school, school choice whatever is, you want to call it. Then school choice is the battlefield. So if if the argument right now is it is politically correct to, to allow people to abort their kids and sterilize their kids, and that is what YouTube says is the right thing to say, conservatives don't do it, liberals do do it, then okay, well, all right, there you go. You get what you want, and in 50 years, there's no leftists. But there's some intrinsic morality that's there. Like, you can't go to the pearly gates of heaven and look at God and say, hey, you know, I didn't do anything to stop it because it would erase all leftists, and I was happy about that. Like, you oh, have I to know. live with your own conscience. I'm just, I, I think that's where the Republicans, I, I understand, the right wing comes in with that. And I, I understand conservatives are desperately trying to save even the people they really don't like. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. My point is just that and they're happy. Is, they're happy is. to kill us. Like, let's not. I mean, they're running. Oh, us look over at the look at the guy the in in Florida who got mercilessly beaten. Look at uh, uh, Aaron Danielson. But but no, my point is is not uh, uh, to say that Republicans should you know eschew morality and ethics and and let horrible things happen to kids. It's that the machine itself is destroying itself. The establishment is destroying itself with its own policies, and the end result is either going to be an Islamic world or just a conservative religious. Uh, uh, um, 
Abrahamic world of some degree. I was saying that earlier this morning because all of these factions are all of a sudden like attacking themselves. Like the feminists are getting mad at this LGBT trans kid agenda or, or women taking over sports. But the funnier, the funnier one is the Muslim community. They've been more outspoken, especially about the like transitioning and the stuff and LGBT agenda being in their, their schools. All of a sudden, things that they wouldn't report on, especially in the UK about all the grooming gangs and stuff, all of a sudden there's a grooming gang crisis. And and it's I really think it's because they've been speaking out more about about the trans agenda and the LGBT stuff in, in the schools because they won't have that. They are totally incompatible. And it also then it breaks down these like uh, coalition building that the left is trying to do. I, I, to me, I think it's important to fight for everyone, even the deranged lunatics and the leftists. I think everyone's important. We, we are all a part of humanity, and that's kind of my like hippy dippy kind of worldview the way I see it. No, I agree but, with you. but but also in a larger perspective, I, I think we have to understand we're also facing a major population crisis. Elon Musk likes likes to talk about this a lot. Uh, it's happening very severely in China right now, but in the United States and particularly in Europe, we're seeing the decline of the current civilization of the current population there to drastic levels where soon there's not going to be enough people to repopulate and with that comes major uh, crises towards our entire infrastructure towards our, uh, our entire economic system towards our entire way of life so just just on that own population crisis we need to fight like hell so there are more lives in the future to uh, make sure that there's not as much chaos let me pull this story from the independent Biden slams Republican attempts to ban gender affirming health care in interview with transgender TikTok star Maybe you guys saw this one. The president's conversation comes as Republicans continue to pass numerous anti-transgender pieces of legislation. Biden met with Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, my personal opinion is that Dylan Mulvaney is intentionally trying to insult and mock trans people and women, and that is is not uh, uh, be behaving seriously. Ultimate but uh, troll. That's what you. That's what I, your I think Dylan Mulvaney is absolutely trolling. I don't think absolutely. I think that I think <clears> that he has um, like Arrested Development from his. Uh, like his childhood years and that that's how he pictures women and yeah he's going nah, to exploit I, I, it I, 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 I got one point for you wearing high heels in the woods I think that's what, do you what mean that? that's like what Dylan, Dylan insane no. these people are Wait, you, girls, you, reduce, you girls don't do that no when you reduce I mean, no. femininity down to those uh, consumerist objects really um, yeah if it's what you think uh, if it's arrested development and sort of a child's view of, of I think all of it is arrested about womanhood and maybe that's how it that's, manifests. I, I think I, I I feel like that's naive. Dylan has that viral video saying these are my hiking heels. That is a phrase that doesn't exist. Barbie pouch. What's the other thing? There's there's a bunch of insulting words that Dylan uses to mock women in their in their in their TikTok videos. But that's how a lot of these these transgender people are anyway like they're big yeah. character is that mutually exclusive women? with Ma being genuinely dysphoric so if you take a look at I'll, I'll use two examples that i've used before and that's contrapoints and blair white they are both prominent political trans people and they do not behave that way they yeah, behave like they, they and, and neither does contra they are both right. uh you can disagree with either of their politics and they both create well-made YouTube videos discussing their points because just just because someone is trans does not mean they're going to be inherently one way or the other. And and Blair brings up the uh, uh, but I don't point. think Blair has arrested development either. I mean, like she's I'm th that's why I'm arguing when when Dylan Mulvaney makes a video wearing heels in the woods, going <laughs> I'm a girl. Like, 
that's that's a, come on you think that's not trolling like if someone put on blackface and started running around screaming fried chicken we'd be like that dude is trying to insult black people not that they have arrested development and they think they're black i think that he's exploiting it and using it to his advantage but i think he is definitely mentally ill and and like because he was like a gay guy in theater right and he was on broadway or something like that i i got like a little crazy and i was bored and i watched a lot of his videos like over and over again uh, a couple days ago but like i really think it, they have that look that like ssri mentally ill look in their why face. go by dylan after it, transition that, that, that's a girl but, name no no look don't can be See, a this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the game right here i, I don't if if you look when you look at dylan mulvaney what do i see i see someone who has created a caricature which creates a weapon for people to attack trans people because i'll mention it again Blair White and ContraPoints, left and right, extremely prominent and normal behaviors. Granted, you can disagree with the, the idea of being trans or gender dysphoria and say it's in the DSM-5, therefore, you know, it's considered a mental disorder according to DSM-5. But what about him like really going through the process, getting laser hair removal on his face and actually doing the physical steps? Like if it, I would think that he would be more of a troll if he didn't commit to it physically. If that's a troll, that's psychotic. Obviously. He's definitely psychotic. And if it's a mocking caricature, like you say, like blackface, I think the reason that it would be more effective Transface. and powerful Transface. as a way to mock women um, compared to blackface is that like your gender is a lot more uh, crucial to who you are, like who you are as a person than your race. I think your race is just a surface level thing about you, but your gender is way more... Uh, core to who you are and how you relate to people but more egregious than that is that the white house is entertaining it like it's something serious to be talked about like there are so Why, many well, other no, things no. going on but sure sure here, here, here's an easy question though so like re regardless of who's right on whether you know blair said dylan is not trolling and i uh, okay but I, I look at this why didn't the white house invite contrapoints Contrapoints mm -hmm. has million million plus subscribers, getting millions of views on these these hour long essays that are extremely prominent on the left, that 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 are calm, well and, and well put together videos. Again, you can disagree with it, but contrapoints contra more left or right? I don't left, watch left. Left. Okay, because I, I know left Blair's is, right. So right. Like. That, that's why I bring up these two specific examples because right. they're very prominent. Uh, you know, a contra has like a million and a half subscribers, mm -hmm. gets millions of views. Joe Biden could have been like, here's a person I can bring here to talk about these issues that is calm, rational, and, and politically prominent. Dylan Mulvaney is not politically prominent. And if you're trying to advocate for trans rights, the last person any anyone would bring is going to be Dylan Mulvaney. Here's the thing, though. Like, their comms team, the, like, everybody knows that when you're working in political comms, you insert yourself into the news cycle. And Dylan has been in the news cycle where Contra has, like, I've never heard of it, but I've definitely heard of it might be, Dylan before, yeah. before the White House. It might be Contra's internet footprint if you will mm -hmm. that also like, makes Dylan Mulvaney substantially better. larger yeah but it's the internet footprint that they don't want because that's something that you have to answer for hmm. and, and it's like, timing and it's I timing. remember Contra's old old videos like those were kind of politically incorrect I think like, it's there's more something timing. to answer for there. You it, try to insert yourself into the news cycle. You hit on something that's big. He just had a, a couple of videos that went viral, mm -hmm. and they're trying to capitalize on it. That's, that's perhaps, it's perhaps. Really shallow is easier. But but hey right. guys, the memes are awesome. The memes are incredible when it comes to this entire topic, especially when they had another influence over take over the communications at the White House, and they were just TikToking oh, the right. whole time yeah. around. Uh, the, <laughs> the nails, that yeah, one? yeah. Today, just moments ago, I also tweeted uh, the American people looking all disheveled, 
saying, please, I can't afford food or gas. And then uh, Danny DeVito coming off and saying, best I could do is this transgender here that we're going to be talking about. And, and, and as you mentioned, Tim, you're absolutely right. This is not an issue that, of course, brings America together. This is an issue that divides America. The administration right now has many problems. Our society has many problems that we're facing right now. And this is this is what we're, we're talking about. This is what they're pushing forward as their agenda. To me, this is a perfect way to distract people, to divide and conquer them, to have no fighting amongst themselves as society literally crumbles all around so, us. So, so let's advance conversation to the next point in the article. Joe Biden coming out and saying states should not be allowed to ban sex changes for children. And to me, I'm, I'm wondering why. What, what is what, what do the Democrat Bill Maher made this point when they were talking about it was uh, I think it was in 2020 or it was in 2018. Democrats were advocating for transgender rights in prisons. And Bill Maher said, I get it. We want to protect civil rights, but this is like 300 people. Why are they putting it front and center? Now, you can argue, of course. Hey, man, marginalized, the most marginalized voices probably need the most help because no one pays attention to them for exactly what Bill Maher is saying. No one's paying attention to this small group of people. Therefore, someone needs to. But when Joe Biden comes out choosing an extremely, extremely divisive issue and one that is extremely unpopular, I have to wonder why? Who, whose vote is he trying to secure by coming out and saying children should get sex changes? I don't know whose vote he's trying to secure, but I will say that you know this all it all goes back to the um the civil right the civil rights era legislation and so no matter what these like small minorities do as long as they couch it in civil rights language they'll they're never going to get beat no matter what the vote says because it's like enshrined in quote the constitution so they can say whatever they want like it, it the voting population won't matter it may like slow it or 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 you know if if we object to it temporarily but it's enshrined in law that like if you couch anything in you know civil rights terminology that it's going to stay like that so i mean i guess he's just trying to be on quote the eventual right side of history because that's what's going to happen given what we did in the in what 64 i think one thing the democrats do and all politicians is try is compartmentalize information and they don't know how to do it right now and that's the problem the example being Hillary Clinton when she was, this is 2015, I think. She went to, where was it, Arkansas or Alabama? With the hot sauce? No, she put on a Southern Drawl. Oh, yeah. She talked a little like this. And it's like, Hillary, <laughs> you were in New York for the longest time on TV. We know you don't talk like that. But back in the old days, you could get away with that. Imagine what it, what it must have been like campaigning before radio. You'd show up to Boston and you'd put on a Boston accent. People would be like, hey, he sounds just like me. And then you go to New York and you say both instead of both. And all of a sudden people think you sound like them. And then you go down to the South and you talk like this and everyone's like, but no one could know how you really talk. So you can't write down, you know, if someone was had an accent or something. Right, that's true. Then we get radio, then we get TV, then we get the internet. Even with TV, local news is not going to play the video of Hillary Clinton in, you know, New York's not gonna play the Alabama footage. They're gonna play the New York footage. Now we have the internet. All of a sudden, there's a viral video of Hillary Clinton putting on a fake accent. All of a sudden, there's a, even a, AOC. AOC is just did it. I was just going to say, yeah. She so just weird. She's not more than well, People said that she was imitating that meme where that little kid is like, listen, Linda, listen. I think that they were. That's that's but, she was doing that, but, or was she just trying to like, not, fake not, the accent? It's not that one. There was another event she went to a couple, uh, it was like a year or two ago, where she had a really heavy Latina accent, even though everyone's like, we, that's so we, phony. you went to, where, where did you go to school? Like Boston University or something? Like, you don't talk like that. That's crazy. You're My like, favorite thing about that whole clip was like, she's like, oh, classy, classy. Like, that's what they say. And she's sitting there like spread eagle, like in the middle on the, the stage. Like, and she's like, <laughs> be classy. And her legs are like 
spread open out on the floor for everybody. I'm like, oh, you're so gross. I, She's so gross. <laughs> I think when they when Joe Biden has someone like Dylan Mulvaney at the the White House, what they're probably looking at is this is a person who has all of these Gen Z followers. So whatever we say here doesn't apply outside this bubble, right? Like they still live in this world where they think meeting with this influential person won't ripple outwards. Go back 50 years, meet with a civil rights leader and do an interview talking about how you're going to defend their, defend their work. You're hoping that civil rights leader will go out to all of their all of their followers and say, here's what they told me. But is someone who's not a fan of that person going to listen to what they have to say? No. What Biden is hoping for is 100 people hear what I've just said today and vote for me. And maybe only 10 people hear it outside of this bubble and get mad at me for it. See, Compartmentalizing think, the information, thinking you can say whatever you want because it won't reach the outer, the, the, the larger public. So I think there's a, like different factions that are interested in this trans agenda thing, right? You have Big Pharma that's going to make tons of money on it, with, not just with the drugs themselves, but with like, even if you're confusing children, years and years of therapy, like that all costs money, right? So Big Pharma has an interest in propping up this stuff. Right, The left does because they think it's like the sympathy where the good guys vote. And then you also have like the creeps that took advantage of like the regular LGBT stuff and say, hey, if we couch it in these same terms, then, you know, we can have pedophilia, whatever. So you have all these interests that while are not the same, because you know how everybody on the right, like the left says, oh, you're talking about they, like who's the they, where's the big conspiracy theories? It's not like that they're all in like, there's one guy like pulling the strings. And of course there might be a couple that are really influential, but they all have competing interests. Like big pharma definitely has an interest in in pushing this. Um, along with you know well yeah. every company that makes money yeah you know? well they they get patients that are hooked for the rest of their lives you get them in early especially the young children you're going to have someone that's going to be buying your product every single month because they need to in order to live and then remember, remember Biden the, uses this and they dump money into his campaign remember the report that said it was something like pharmaceutical or wall street said that cures are probably bad business Yep, it was a Goldman Sachs assessment saying maybe we shouldn't cure people because that will hurt our profit motive. This is the kind of <laughs> satanic, megaloman, how do you say that word? Megalomaniacal thinking of, of, of these lunatics who are essentially truly calling the shots, have the big big corporate lobbyist. And uh, when, when you look at Dylan Mulvaney, like how do you explain him... Uh, again, testing tampons, but then the next day trying to normalize women having that bulges. This is just, That's why I'm saying yeah. this it's, a troll. Need, it's a troll. This and, is and, a desperate need for clout. That's what it is. I just looked at Dylan Mulvaney's Instagram story and saw a picture captioned, peeing at the White House. I'm telling you, this person... <laughs> like That's is, just somebody who is desperate for clout. I wouldn't be surprised if, if in a year, Dylan Mulvaney comes out and says, you are all so dumb. Because all this is, is mocking women and mocking trans people. Now, we have to ask ourselves, why is this happening? I mean, according, according to a Tafalgar poll, 80% poll, 80% uh, of Americans don't support gender treatment for children. So why are they doing this? Is it someone at the White House saying, hey, Dylan Mulvaney is getting all these views. Maybe if we get him to the White House, we'll, we'll get him to support our cause and, get, and tell everyone to vote for us. But people don't understand. Maybe people are just watching because it's a car all right, crash. All right. I got a conspiracy theory for you. China wants Trump to win. Saudi Arabia wants Trump to win. TikTok is controlled by the CCP, and they're advancing ideologies that are sabotaging the Democrats because when Trump is president, now a lot of people might think right top of their head, no, 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 no. Trump was hard on China. That was bad for China. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was it? Donald Trump goes America first, brings manufacturing back to the United States. In the short term, bad for China. In the long term, Donald Trump doesn't want to go to war, doesn't care about the Belt and Road Initiative, doesn't care about Africa and South America. Donald Trump cares about America, America first. In the long run, that's actually really good for China. You could make the argument. So TikTok comes out promoting these ideologies that Democrats embrace, and then Democrats lose. Donald Trump gets in. Donald Trump says, I don't understand why we're in NATO. I don't understand why we're in Syria. I don't understand why we're in Afghanistan. China moves in Afghanistan. China moves into other parts of the Middle East. Russia expands their gas monopoly. All things that may be bad, hypothetically, for other parts of the world, or who knows. But most, most of the people who support Trump are like, why do we care about these, other, these, these things? Why do we care about, you know, what other countries are doing? Why, why, why do we care about intervening in foreign wars in Ukraine? So China may be looking at the bigger picture like, hey, if Trump is president, America gets out of our way. Well, you know, Biden's giving, you know, China, Afghanistan on a silver platter, especially yep. when the corporations have come in. When you look at the conflict in Ukraine, you do see China benefiting from it because it's the United States versus Russia, NATO versus Russia. And they're kind of in the middle watching two enemies kind of fight each other and destroy themselves. This is a, an opportunity for China to potentially even take Taiwan. So I would just counter that with those two points when it comes to theorizing about this theory. But. Well, I don't know, man, but let's do this. We got this story from townhall.com. Bipartisan CBS focus group stuns host when panelists agree on almost everything, including woke, woke culture. So the clip's actually a bit long. What do we have? It's like three and a half minutes. So I'm not, I'm not going to play the full thing for you, but it really, really is amazing. You've got a Republican, a Democrat, and an independent. And then they're all just like, she, she asks the Republican guy and he's like, you know, I just don't like this indoctrination of kids in schools with the weird sexual stuff that's for adults. We, we shouldn't have that. And then she's like, is this your kids? And he's like, no, I'm in Texas. But where I was in Iowa, it was bad. And she goes, okay, so you're mad about what's on the news. Then it goes to the black woman in the top left. And she's like, I agree with all of that. I think it's horrible. I've got a bunch of kids. Then it goes to the woman in the bottom right. And she's like, yeah, I completely agree. And, and you know, and even with the vaccine mandates and stuff like that and the lockdowns. So here we have one of the most shocking I guess, you know, uh, panel, panels so far in the midterms, we're, we're in the middle of the midterms because we, we no longer do election day, now it's election month. Right. And we're seeing that at least here, everyone completely agrees. So I'm wondering, I, I, I uh, uh, retweeted this person, just a, I don't know who this person is on Twitter, it's a small account with a few followers, saying, come the midterms, Democrats are going to win and the media is going to ask, how could this have happened? And it's because Democrats are secretly, you know, hiding and Republicans are secretly switching to the Democratic Party. And there's no evidence for that claim. But I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll retweet that and say, let's let's revisit this one on the ninth and see what happens. I think this is more evidence, along with all of the polling, which is insane. The 538 forecast now has basically a coin toss chance that Republicans win both chambers and an 81 percent chance they at least win the House. I feel like looking at this, it's not so much that it's a red wave or red tsunami. It's that Democrats are quitting 
Independents are flipping and Republicans are already 99% in the bank. I have a good conspiracy theory for you, Ryan. Oh, conspiracy. Here we go. So the Democrats, so traditionally when, especially there's a Democrat president um, in charge, we know that it swings to the opposite party come midterms. So they already knew because, you know, of the, the way the economy is and gas prices and whatever. I think they're chalking it up, letting us win. That's why they're dumping money into like these right-wing campaigns and stuff, right? You see so the Veritas video? Yeah. So, but my point is, is what they're going to do is they're going to let us have control of the House and, and the Senate so that we can, you know, our base, no matter what, is like not strategic. And they're going to be like, you're not in there. You're not doing enough. So then they're going to start pushing in because we've got these further right candidates. They're going to start pushing in more far-right policies. That way, when it comes time for them to get the House, the Senate, and... um the White House again come 2024 that it's going to be way easier because they're going to go point to all our terrible policies and that's where the Republicans uh, uh, got, won't be like stop chill about it you think Joe Biden's going to sign these policies into law you think Republicans are going to House and the Senate's going to pass a bill and Biden's going to be like okay I guess you know Republicans I mean depending on so. depending on what it is it, it doesn't matter not just not 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 just that but the Democrats have no A-listers none name, name a Democrat True. A-lister I, I can't name one Anybody? Not anybody that's worth their salt. Like who? Like who, who um, do they in, the have Republi- in the Republican Party, you at least have Trump and DeSantis, right? And I'm sure you could probably throw out a couple other B-listers. But who, well, who, Swalwell's pretty social. He's out oh, there, you know, oh, um, meeting a lot of uh, a you know, Who's got the X factor? Not who? all. But here's the thing: it, it doesn't. It, I don't think it really matters because if they, our base will push us to start like proposing radical policies and even if biden doesn't do it they'll say you need to keep him in so that they don't ruin our country with all these crazy things that they're trying to implement that's a better, I think it's a a better argument they, they might say look at the republican bills that they tried to get through and biden blocked if biden doesn't get reelected, they're getting these things through you're also uh, you know thinking that the republicans republicans could get something done <laughs> I, I i i i've been very critical of them personally myself and you know a lot of the times they come into office and they kind of just sit on their hands Especially when it comes to the Congress, you and will the have you will have your newer people in there proposing legislation. If 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 you have um, what's his face Arizona, I can't Blake Masters. Blake Masters is definitely going to want to go in there and like get to work. He's definitely one of those people. But if he gets pushed enough in these two years by the the right base and starts promote like putting in policy that is too far quote right, they have something to run on big time in twenty twenty four. The Republicans right now, who do they got? They got. I mentioned DeSantis and Trump. That's easy. But Carrie Lake, I feel like Carrie Lake could be president. She's the, the her, her the way she speaks, the way she's she's got a commanding presence, very calm and collected, very quick witted. Do you think Carrie Lake would want to be president? Yeah. though? You think so? Like yeah. when we talk. What does that look it? on your face? I just think so. I just think. It is look. You're like I know. You mentioned it to her. I'm saying I I definitely think that. I mean, she's poised to be. She's articulate. She's great with the media, and everybody loves her. Like. If you were to poll regular oh, Americans she's right now, they say, I'd love to see her be president. You know, Hands my out. bias is, my bias is when we get like politicians who have come on this show and it's like pulling teeth and it's just like the campaign has got a bunch of stipulations or there's like weird things and I'm like, I ignore it. I'm like, bro, you can show up, sit down or whatever. So I respect every politician who's come on the show because we don't have like a prerequisite list of like talking points. We sit down, I pull up news stories, we talk for a little bit, we go live and then the conversation goes where it goes. I try to be respectful. I try to make sure we're being, you know, You were good honest. to my former boss when he was on here. He, Which, who was it? Randy Weber. We were talking about oil Oh, right, and right, stuff, right, right, yeah. Yeah, that was great. I mean, you were great to But Carrie, Carrie Lake, she shows up and MTG, sits down and says, sup. Yep. And it's like, let's just talk. 
and there's no fear. There's no. It's just we'll talk about whatever. Ask a question. That's how it should be, though. I, I, as somebody who would give advice to comms, like as comms advice to um, candidates, there's so many times where they just come in Twitter spaces and stuff, and I'm like, stop talking. If they were my my like candidate, I'd be like, stop talking. I mean, you do as a comms person try to protect them, but it's better Different when they're era, just man. real. It's better. I mean, the authenticity is really what matters. We were we were watching the DeSantis Chris debate just before we started this, and uh, Charlie Chris pulled a dirty trick because the campaigns agreed that there would be no cross questions between the candidates. They, they would let the moderator handle things. And that's the right way to do it. Otherwise you start yelling at each other and then the audience goes nuts and it's WWE. So Chris goes, Ron, are you actually gonna be the governor and, and fi finish a four year term? Why don't you answer right now? And then Ron's like, is it my time yet? Okay, anyway. And then the, the moderator's like, let me remind the candidates, you've agreed not to ask each other questions. And I thought that uh, Chris got him. Char I agree. Charlie Chris got him by asking that, and Ron should have just said yes. That's what you said. Next I question. said that he should have said, I don't know what the political landscape is like right now, but no That's matter what, it. I'll take care of. I just mean, yes. I think it's more honest. I, I, if it were me and I was debating, and someone was like, do you want, you want to be president? Are you actually running to be governor, and will you finish four terms? Is that a serious question? Yes, I'm standing here, aren't I? Come on, let's not waste people's time. Okay, obviously I want to be the governor. Obviously I'm here to finish the job, do the job and finish the term out. Let's not play stupid political games. Okay, that's problems. a better answer than just yes. I'm just, but I'm just so sick of the fake everything. The fake yeah, everything. When, when Deepwater Horizon is my favorite example. Deepwater Horizon happens and there's oil spilling everywhere. And then the, the, the PR guy comes out and says, we're sorry that this happened and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, everyone knows your statement is bull crap. Every single time a politician comes out, we know everything coming out of nothing. I don't care who they are, they're just trash coming out. That's why, you know, when Trump, he, Trump came out today and he was like, you know what you gotta do to find the leaker? You gotta take the writer, the guy who write it, wrote it, and you gotta lock him up. And then once he finds out he's gonna become someone's husband, then he'll, he'll flip. And I'm like, that's a horrible, psychotic thing to say. Wow, but Trump just came out and said it. That's so crazy. That like- I didn't hear that. When was that, like recently? There was a, there's a, a clip going around, it's going viral where Trump's, yeah, he's like, Ooh, I know, it's where nasty. Where was that released? Uh, I, 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 tw I tweeted it, it's on my Twitter, should I pull it up? Are we even allowed to post videos of Trump talking on Twitter anymore? <laughs> I mean, he's just saying that you should hold- Do you admire like, that, you know, he's just willing to say crazy things like that? I don't like that he said it. I don't like that he holds the idea. The point I'm bringing up is, here it's Citizens for Ethics. The honesty is refreshing is what you're saying. Exactly, that, this okay. is why people vote for him. They're like, well, I think it's bad, but, but damn if I'd vote for a liar. Because when Trump says this, so here's a tweet, Citizens for Ethics says, in this horrifying clip, Donald Trump proposes throwing reporters in jail where they'll be raped until they give up their sources, his crowd laughed. I think it's a terrible thing, terrible thing to believe, to say. Yeah, I and like I think that. reporters, if, if it were me as a reporter and someone said, give me a source, I'd be like, nope. And if Trump said to me, then you're gonna get locked up and be, and be raped or whatever, or be someone's boyfriend or husband, I'd be like, sucks for you, I guess, because you ain't getting anything from me. But the point is, whenever these politicians come out, 99.9% .9 of the time, you know they're spewing word diarrhea into your face, like a, like a projectile just just spraying you and you're just like you waste my time good sir that and then donald trump comes out and herschel says this with, with the herschel walker when like he should have just the easiest way around the herschel walker stuff with like the abortion and stuff is say i yeah 
I did that. I'm a different person. It was a couple of years ago. I'm sorry. I've hurt a lot of people in my life and I've been doing everything I can to make amends. I mean, people would have respected that a thousand times more than tweeting out like, oh, that's my son. I love him no matter what. Like everybody's rolling their eyes, like stop. Exactly. I, I was so mad at their campaign staff for that because you know what? They're gonna vote, the Republicans down there are gonna vote for him in, instead of Warnock anyway. Like, let's be fair. Yeah. Let's, let's Trump's, be honest. Trump's comments here definitely bring some interesting context to the Julian Assange saga well, that he was involved let, in as let's, well. Let's, let's play this tweet and we'll, we'll, we'll set a segment for it so we can actually this is what Trump this is what Trump had to say here so everyone gets the full context in a tweet from Citizens for Ethics they say in this horrifying clip Donald Trump proposes throwing reporters in jail where they'll be raped until they give up their sources his crowd laughed here we go you know in this country they leave oh wait wait I see I always do that yeah that's what every single time and it's because we were listening to the debate earlier but here you go easily made public you know, in this country, they leak all over the place, even on the Supreme Court. By the way, you have to find the leaker of the Supreme Court. You have to find the leaker. You know how you find the leaker? They'll say, oh, this is treasonous, what I said. So they can't find the leaker. He leaked all about Roe v. Wade. Look, this person leaked from the Supreme Court, never happened. You know how you find? But they don't want to mention this because they think it's so terrible. You take the writer, because you're never going to find it. They're going through phone records. It's been a long time. You take the writer and or the publisher of the paper, a certain paper that you know, and you say, who is the leaker? National security. And they say, we're not going to tell you. They say, it's okay, you're going to jail. And when this person realizes that he is going to be the bride of another prisoner very shortly, <laughs> he will say, I'd very much like to uh, tell you exactly who that leaker it was Bill Jones. I swear he's a leaker and we got him. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. But that's the only way you're going to find. We have to find. Can you imagine they leak? So I'll just point out first and foremost that uh, we need prison reform because the idea that you get locked up and rape is a threat against you. I think that violates. Which amendment is that? Cruel and unusual punishment? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is that yeah. Absolutely. Fifth or sixth yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. The, the idea that in our society it is normal and expected and believed that's the case is like, okay, that's that's cruel and unusual punishment. Well, if anything, then the leaker should just be charged with treason and then, you know, found well, to be it, it's, guilty it, or not guilty. It would be sedition, not punished treason. accordingly. So uh, uh, just just to be specific, sedition. They already know who who the leaker is anyway. Like, let's stop. They know who the leaker is. They know who the Gen 6 bomber is. They knew who all those people are. They just don't want to do anything about it because it's on their side. Yeah, I mean, they have total information surveillance. They have the NSA that literally watches almost every little thing you do, and they're playing stupid here. That, that's a, a point to make here. Trump's comments here are uh, atrocious. And again, leakers, whistleblowers. Serious. Yeah, I think it's fair. We to all make like effed up jokes behind closed doors. He just says it in the open. But, I, I think that's but, actually But the larger point too. that I was going to make here, as I said, I his, his comments are, okay, you can, but but his comments are, are atrocious. I, I think what this country has done to leakers and whistleblowers is immoral. But when you look at his administration, it was filled with leakers and he didn't do anything. When you look at the Obama administration, he was very heavy handed on leakers, threw them in jail and used the Espionage Act against them. Trump didn't even go that far. But these comments that's, are are bombastic. No, no, no. These comments are, are over the line. Yeah. That's, that's why I agree with Mary that Trump's obviously joking because he did not go after these people in this way. Obama did. Obama arrested journalists, literally, and Trump is, is, is only making gross comments about arresting journalists. But then we have the, you know, Julian Assange story. That's true, though. Julian Assange is a leaker. And no, no, he's not. 
Julian Assange is a journalist who was helping leakers release information. Um, and this is the person that Trump would take in jail and, and essentially have, you know, whatever what, what he said there. Let's, let's, and and you, if you look at, you know, Julian Assange, uh, Donald Trump said that he was a hero a couple of years ago. Now he acts like he doesn't know who he is. He and, failed to pardon and him. And the, the reason that he failed to pardon him, according to some sources, according to the information that, that we've got, was because Julian Assange wouldn't leak who was the source of the information when it came to a lot of the Hillary Clinton emails. And because of that, Donald Trump, and because of the pushing by Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump didn't pardon Julian Assange and decided to do Kodak Black. So I just want to, you know, clarify that point. Barack Obama, the president before Trump, locked up journalists, locked up whistleblowers, spied on them, spied on, on uh, spied on them. Adam Schiff released the private phone records of John Solomon and Donald Trump said nasty things. I don't like that Trump said these nasty things. I think it's 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 a, a scary thing to say. But you've got all these leftists that are like, he's so evil. Well, how come these, these people vote for him? And I'm like, bro, you voted for Obama. Obama went after that Fox News reporter like more than once. Who was that guy? Do you remember that guy? Um, James Risen, was that his name? I think so, yeah. Uh, and that was it's so so come on we also have uh, uh, other stories that I'll that I'll I'll leave more whole, vague the of bark is journalists who died than the bite. like the the bark is louder than the bite like do you really want He's always been that way. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't really come down as harshly as you'd want him to. Um <laughs> a, a lot of times. And I'm not saying that I agree with what he said cuz I don't, but it, it's always been that. He has a penchant for hyperbole. I feel like it's a northeast thing and like the the rest of the world doesn't seem to like get that. He also doesn't do favors for the people that you want him to do favors for. The reason that right. he pardoned those rappers is essentially that like <laughs> he is obsessed with being liked, being popular. He comes mm -hmm. from the entertainment industry. That's what he's about and yep. it shows. Right. So you guys going to vote for Trump 2024? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Luke's like nope. <laughs> What's your alternative, Luke? Uh not uh, uh, you know being a part of a t divide and conquer system not being a part of a, a, of a system that of course a, 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 again it, it depends who's running first of all uh, who's out there if, da if Dave Smith is out there if Pedo Peter's out there if if Ron DeSantis <laughs> is out there it's a big thing but obviously I've criticized Donald Trump uh, I criticized his connections to Henry Kissinger John Bolton I think anyone in power needs to be held accountable I think he failed in a lot of his policies he was different he shuffled things up he definitely rattled some parts of the establishment but he definitely coddled another part of the establishment and I think uh, we could do a lot better and when someone is ego focused could we do better I, I think so I think we really? could absolutely do a lot better I think, he has I think the there's experience. a lot of potential he had the experience issue he didn't have the right people surrounding him I think that you know years in there will help that DeSantis seems like the better fit because he has the experience or he did but he has that under his belt now and I think that he would be a little more cautious and look back and see what he's done wrong and surround himself with better people this time and actually listen maybe i mean seeing these comments and and then seeing what he says about the vaccine seeing how he oh i didn't like the vaccine seeing stuff, him yeah. just coddle the big pharma and and criticize people who are against it that right there should highlight something um and, and, and along with you know just all the other things he did before that, it makes you really wonder what's going about the vaccine that was still about trump and his ego it's all it's it's not always. being able to admit that he might be wrong There's, but he doesn't he doesn't want to admit hiring people like bolton bringing him on I mean, I, I, well, he wanted to, to, to have Bill Gates as a science advisor. Okay, that, that's that's a huge red flag for me. And and as soon True. as you're trying to get Bill Gates in positions of power in government to regulate things in your okay. life, you're, you're going to have some problems. So, I don't think Ron DeSantis will run against Trump. 
He will, I don't think he will either. I absolutely think he will only run if Trump doesn't, if there's like a hole to fill there. 100%. I would I would I would probably I would rather vote for DeSantis. But if the issue is, you know, if it's between Trump and DeSantis and they're both running, then I'd just be like, well, it's a coin toss between the two. And if it's Trump and nobody else, it's Trump. I'm not I mean, Trump saying he's gonna fire all of these bureaucrats or try to, that's was a schedule F stuff. I mean, certainly not going to be a Democrat. What do they even stand for? Claiming they want to end fossil fuels and then begging the Saudis for oil? There's no platform there. Mm-hmm. At the very least, the Republicans are like, we don't like the wokeness in the government. And I'm like, okay, those things are illegal and they shouldn't be there anyway. At least I can vote for that. No wars under Trump. Hey, I I'll have take no it. problem, just for the record. I have no problem criticizing Donald Trump. I criticized him in a video, like a, a long one, about the $2,000 stimulus. That was pathetic that he was advocating yeah. for that. That was like really bad. There's, there's a lot of things that I didn't agree that he that he did but i think that overall it was better than any of the alternatives i wanted Rand paul originally people yeah. people are saying unsubscribe from luke uncensored that's fine that's okay <laughs> I, and i've been expressing these opinions from the very beginning i'm, I'm seeing the comments i read all the comments all the time <laughs> i'm not here oh, i'm not I, here just to just I to please people in the comment section i have my own thoughts and i'm not here to just go along with the group think and i think it's important <laughs> to challenge certain narratives yes ghost girl with your little sigh here it, it's important go to off. question things off, it's King. important to, to to question anyone in authority especially when there's so much that you could go back on and you could say and i don't want to be that person that says, oh, you could just go back and criticize everything. No, no, no. It, you, it, it's important to hold people's uh, feet to the fire, including when they do things that actually hurt people. And when the Trump administration brought in the two weeks to slow the spread, when they brought in Dr. Fauci, when they brought in Operation Fast uh, uh, Warp Speed, that they caused a lot of irrevocable damage to society, to this country. When they started handing out checks to random individuals, that's a problem right there. All right. And if you're not willing to hold your own party accountable, you're not willing to be the best party uh, that there could be. And yes, other parties, okay, okay. absolute crap. But I, I don't want to choose between one piece of dog crap and another piece of horse crap. But that's so, just me personally. Right, right, but hold on, hold on right now. Between the two of you, what, what Lisa is saying is Trump made a lot of mistakes. I agree with you. But I think he'll, he's learned from those and he's, he's expressed that he has. And you're saying he made mistakes, therefore he's irredeemable. No, uh, I don't think he, he redeemed himself on those mistakes. If he comes forward and says, hey, guys, you know, maybe you know, putting Fauci in, in power, maybe doing Operation Warp Speed. Well, Fauci was well, already there. He could have fired him. What, he, what, what is Trump saying right now about the vaccine? That's an important aspect here, right? That, that, that plays along into a lot of different things. And what he's saying right now, I can't even mention here probably on this show, but, but, but there, there, there should be a larger debate about that let specific me, issue that should be a warning sign to everyone. Let me ask you guys, do you think the Republicans, if they win every, every branch, do you think they will ban abortion nationwide? Ooh, I, I don't so. think they should. <laughs> the, let me just put it this way. I don't think they should in the next two years. That's... Do you think they will in the next four? 2024. It's uh, November. Well, I don't know if the election day is going to fall in November. Donald Trump wins to gap presidency. The Republicans secure the hold on uh, the House, the Senate. They got the Supreme Court six to three. Trump wins the presidency. And now they have the path cleared before them. Do you think they ban abortion nationwide? 27, 28 possibility. Yeah. After those midterms. Yep. After those midterms. I don't know, though, because historically it, it would be a democrat flip so they have to do it before it's actually more only historically a democrat flip when there's a democrat president 
When you look it? at the numbers, like yeah, it doesn't actually no, no, happen no. as much as if a Republican. The swing isn't as the swing much is as, mostly when the when the Democrats. Yeah, are. when there's it's it's more extreme when there's a Democrat. Okay, so do you think the Republicans want to ban abortion? I, I, I don't. I want to ask you about like pol- po- political expediency. Is it within the Republican agenda to ban abortion nationwide? I don't think they will. I don't, if it I were don't in their agenda, I think that more would have happened on that front. I think they like to tout it a lot, and that's like exactly what I have. The problem I have with like the trad life. Like while I believe in everything that they say, it's like the people that are always espousing it are the worst. Where did they come from? I don't know. I mean, I like what they say. Yeah, women should stay home. I mean, I, I shouldn't be forced to like you know work. Whatever. Not the point. The point is that's a not, that's a whole nother day. I, I believe in everything they're saying, but if you ever look or look at the personal lives of the people that are actually like promoting that stuff, they are like the most vile ones out of all of them and so it's kind of like i I don't think while the republicans sure like to tout it a lot i think that the majority of them just like to say the words i uh i mentioned this a couple times i visited gettysburg read a whole bunch of plaques and actually i mean for people who don't know the area where we are with harper's ferry with antietam we ride our bikes to antietam battlefield for like coffee it's really crazy to like you know, growing up in Chicago, not seeing this stuff, and everywhere you go, there's like these 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 historical plaques they have explaining what happened there, and there's cannons everywhere. Yeah. And then I watched this documentary, and I thought to myself, uh, if the Republicans yeah. uh, that, uh, that abortion is very much the same same on the same moral level as slavery, it's not necessarily you know I know there, you can be you, there could be arguments on one being worse than the other. I'm not saying that. I'm saying as an issue of moral conflict, I I think that. It is very likely the Republicans do ban abortion. It does cause a dramatic escalation. And I do think that abortion, if we are to follow the historical track in human rights expansion, abortion will be outright banned. It will be abolished completely. And then we will look back on whatever civil war happens because of it, assuming it does, the same way we look at slavery. That is not an opinion personally about pro-choice or pro-life. It's an opinion about historical track track records. But do you really think that like women are the people that care about the abortion? Do you think that there would be a civil war about over abortion? I don't. Like, what woman no, is going to get that See, get this, out there and the, go? And this in the is exactly and fight? the point. People don't know enough about the civil war. Neither do I. When I actually went went to Gettysburg for the first time, and in fact, living out here, talked to a lot of people, vis, you know, met people out here who've told me stories. Went up to Gettysburg and then actually read everything and talked to a few people. Then I watched this documentary. I was like, wow. What percentage of people in the United States owned slaves at the time of the Civil War? I think it was 5%. So if you came out and said, come on, slave owners? You think there's going to be a fight, a civil war over slavery when only when, when the Confederacy is, is, is four million uh, white population and only 25 percent own slaves? That's only five percent of the entire country. But that was also tied up in male's male ego in that like, hey, this is like this is our our state or this is what we believe in, whatever. When it comes to abortion. It's a, a female. That's why when Roe a lot v. of people they, are in they, the chat disagreeing, but saying wait, men care. No, no, no but, 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 but hold, hold on. Care. We're divided by states right now. Some states are banning. Some no, states but are. No, that's not what I'm saying. Didn't you notice that when Roe v. Wade was overturned, we had no riots? None. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where were the riots? They just automatically disappeared, right? It's supposed to be mm-hmm. one of the hottest issues there. And we had zero riots. People prepared for them. People did everything. Nope. But when George Floyd gets killed or whatever, it has to, men are not going to go out and fight so that you can, so that when, for I'm, I'm telling you, you got to, you got to read more about the civil war in that case. Because I mean, I see the, what you're saying, but the, the comparison idea, The is idea that, that the average Southerner went out and grabbed a gun saying slavery, hoo-ha. The government of the Confederacy was trying to enshrine slavery for sure, but the average Southerner that was fighting was not a slave owner. But it wasn't a woman's issue. They don't care. Men are not going to get up and fight over a woman's issue. Men well, are, because abortion is primarily about women being sexually available for men. But also, I, I, you're, I com- that's think why you're a lot of men don't wrong, care about This is a moral issue. issue of human rights. No, I agree that it's like, a moral sh- issue sh- of shame, human sh- rights. But men right. are not going to be like driven to the streets, and and like they weren't, they were not rioting in the streets when Roe v. Wade was overturned. I mean, I didn't even see women rioting in the no. streets. Not like it's in their nature anyway, but there's, <laughs> they couldn't so, get much done if they tried. There's not going to. I just don't. I, from what I we've saw them seen dressing so up far, like the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that's what they do, <laughs> yeah. and they go and shout <laughs> and pretend. Sure, 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 sure. I saw them doing that, right. seeking there, attention, no, but nothing. There was no destruction. Seamus made this point several times. He said that in U.S. history, there has never been a conflict seeking to guarantee human rights that has has that has gone towards stripping them away in the long run. Right. It's basically. As, as we've moved forward as a nation and progressed, we've continually expanded human rights, not rescinded them. The argument that it's women's rights to choose is, it's the same as arguing, in my opinion, that a slave owner has a right over someone else's body. Granted, there's a difference between an unborn fetus and, a, and a, a, you know, human beings who are being, and I think slavery is very, very obviously wrong. And I think we came out on the right side of that one historically. But the argument that someone has a right to choose to terminate someone else's life is, is it's, it's a very, very bad thing. Now, for I me, I fall in the more libertarian camp of I also don't like the idea of the government coming in and determining someone has to give their body to somebody else, which makes it a, an impossible ethical standard that I'm not going to pretend to have the answers to. Because I just, I don't know. It's a body inside a body. It's two separate right. bodies, you have two, two bodies, DNAs, right, And yeah. so you're trying to argue about civil rights. But the way uh, Seamus put it, many other pro-lifers, is that the temporary uh, uh, displacement of the woman's, uh, you know, uh, the w- woman's life for the permanent life of the baby is the is the is, is the proper uh, outcome. Meaning, killing the life of the baby to to help the woman to save the woman nine to ten months of suffering is 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 inequivocal. Or you know, you know what I'm trying to say. It, it doesn't balance out. The, the, right. They're, they're arguing that it's unfortunate the woman has to suffer, but the baby gets to live a full life of 70 to 80 years, whereas you can kill a baby with no life just so the woman doesn't have to go through 10 months or, or so. Nine of, months of... of well, I say 10 because there's, there's before and there's afterwards. There's postpartum and, there, and there's things like that. So there's going to be this, this period for men. But, but anyway, look, in, it, it, my political opinion is not... Uh, and it's funny that I can say this because like, imagine being in the time of slavery and being like trying to be a centrist where you're like, well, you know, I personally think it's wrong, but I'm not going to abolish it. I, I understand the position I'm in, especially historically, but just reading about the Civil War, reading about how no one cared about it. Like, this is the crazy thing. The abolitionists were extremists. They were a small, tiny faction no one cared about. Mm-hmm. And it was like 5% of the, the country that actually had slaves. And so it was rich, white, southern, uh, uh, southern slave owners that made up, uh, it was about 25% of the southern population which ultimately, because it's a small population, and uh, uh, most people didn't care. I, I, was, I was reading, I was, I was watching a video talking about the politics, the papers, the propaganda, and it was like people in the North didn't care for war. I, I, here's, here's a really great example. 
the the Emancipation Proclamation didn't actually abolish slavery in like three states, only the states that were in rebellion against the, 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 the Union. And so Lincoln was actually promising like Maryland and I think Missouri the right to keep slaves because they weren't rebelling against the Union. It's it's didn't Lincoln also want the repatriation of former slaves? What do you mean? Like he wanted African slaves to be repatriated to their home countries. Liberia? Yeah. I, I'm not, not just Liberia, but like. No, they, they, there was a thing that they would send a groups of them back mm -hmm. over to Africa and repatriate but them. Anyway, yeah, are, you like, right. are you suggesting, though, that um, a civil war kicked off by a federal decision on abortion would maybe be more destructive to the country because abortion affects more people than slavery ever did? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is people are saying right now abortion can't, like there's not gonna be a civil war of abortion. Like nobody cares that much. It's like, okay, go read the history of the civil war and see how many people cared about that issue. Nobody cared about that yet. There, 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 there were a lot of people, Hans Christian Hegg, we talked a bit about him because he was a foreigner who fought and died for the union. Abolitionists were real. John Brown was, was, was real. Depending on your perspective on history, he was either a hero or he was a terrorist. I mean, it's, these are crazy stories. You think about, um, I want you to imagine this. A guy goes to, uh, gets, gets a bunch of his kids and his friends and family and gets guns and goes to an abortion clinic, walks right into the doctor and blows his head off. That's John Brown. Was John Brown a hero because he was doing that to slave owners? He walked, there's, there's a story about how he went to, uh, he went, he was, I think it was in Kansas. He didn't care to ask any questions. He didn't care to take prisoners. He just went up and started killing these people. And, and he's considered a hero because slavery was so wrong. What I'm saying is at the time, people didn't, in the North didn't care because the North, like it, it was a political issue for sure. But people in the North were like, hey, look, First of all, segregation lasted until the 50s. So you need to understand that even in the North, people were very racist and were for segregation and didn't, you know, didn't care for, for doing uh, more. Lynchings persisted until the 1900s. This idea that the North were like great heroes of equality is just not true. My point is not to not look, I would watch a documentary on Civil War, so here I'm talking about it. No, I'm thinking that what the Republic, the, we, we we're looking at states separate staunchly on abortion. Colorado, no limits. Texas, bans. We're seeing these states light up in this way, and I'm just like, man, if the Republicans move in that direction, it's not, I think people underestimate how, how politics works. I would say it, would, it could be just like slavery was some like tip of the iceberg or tilt the scales type of issue. It's not gonna be like a driving factor that sets it off. It, it, there may be some power dynamics, there may be some other stuff that's, going off. And that's, that's exactly fine. right. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I've been, I, so I've been reading about the Civil War quite a bit. Then going to Gettysburg got me to read a lot, a, a bit more and watch this documentary. And the Confederacy was definitely trying to enshrine slavery. The, the vice president overtly expressed white supremacy as the, as the core, as one of the cores of the Confederacy, like literally expressing the, his genetic superiority and a bunch of other stupid nonsense. But for the average person in the South, they weren't fighting a war because they had slaves because they didn't. So what, 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 they, what a lot of people were telling me is the South, knowing that they needed to boost morale by creating other issues. By, by highlighting other uh, eccentricities of, of the federal government, uh, presenting conspiracies and things like that. Robert E. Lee didn't even own slaves and didn't believe in slavery, right? So, so here, here's what ends up happening with the battle at Fort Sumter. It's the fighting that breaks out was not because the North was like, we must march on the South to end slavery. It was two years after the start, Abraham Lincoln signs the Emancipation Proclamation, which explicitly said only in rebelling states. 
So even then, they weren't trying to end it. So it was the start. It was the core, like principal reason for the conflict and the paranoia between the South and the North. But the fighting itself was just like tribal hatred, and, and that was and its production too, right? Like the the whole reason that the North won was because they held all the means of production, which is what always scares me. I, manufacturing, I always, yeah, manufacturing, right? But and it's held by the right right now. Yeah. I, I thought China is holding the. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to say that is always my yeah. thing, and I was like, "Did we not learn anything from yeah. the Civil War? Who wins the war? The people with the means of production, and that goes and for antibiotics, that goes for steel yeah. production, neon, all the things." Let me let me tell you some more stuff that that that'll freak you out a little bit. A lot of people say, you know, Bill Maher. He says, if there's another civil war, or there can't be another civil war because the Mason-Dixon line would go through Nana's kitchen. It's like, okay, Bill, we get it. You're snide, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I think it was um, Robert E. Lee, or it may have—I think it was Lee—and he. Uh, these were these were Union generals, and the question of secession was coming up, and they said, "Who do you side with? What am I supposed to do?" And I think it was Lee who said he could not envision raising his arms against his home state, so ultimately said, "I have to go to the South against Virginia." Right? Yeah, against Virginia. Correct. Correct. So I want you to imagine California. And what would happen with the National Guard if California says outright, any, any child can get a sex change, any woman can get an abortion no matter what. And then the National Guard says, are we going to uphold this? It's clearly in violation of federal law. I mean, President DeSantis has already banned this federally, and now we're forced to uphold it. It's a question for each and every one of these National Guardsmen. You live in California. Your friends are in California. Your mom's in California. Your dad's there. Your shopkeeper. You know the local town councilman. Do you raise your arms against them? We don't have, it's not against them. We don't have the same loyalty to where we come from anymore at all. That's all been, that's all gone. It's not about the the state. It's about your friends and family in that state and whether you're going to be the one rounding them up and locking them in camps as dissenters or going to be the one defending them. Yeah, I, I just when the, if, if the if, if the Union soldiers were to march on Virginia and go and occupy those towns, would you be the one pointing the gun at, at, at your friends and family or would you, or would you be the one defending them? I mean, how much people have like family that like there that much? I, I just don't think that your families are spread out as much as you think they are. Like it, it's not it's not going to be like, you know, I've, I've got my mom in Pennsylvania and my brother and. I mean, my mom in New Jersey, my brother in Pennsylvania, and, like I have to pick. It's going to be like, hey, you guys come with me. We're going to be on the right side of history. We all have our political values that are exactly the same, and we're on a team. But no one's no one's thinking that. But no, that's no one's it, thinking that. It's it's uh, you you being ordered to march into your old neighborhood and tell everyone to stay in their houses while you're while you're holding a rifle. And them being like, get out of here. We've said no to you. I could do that if it was ideologically aligned. So we had John Podesta doing that uh, that war game in 20, 2020, where uh, I think it was Podesta, he, the, you had the Democrats and, and neocon Republicans basically playing Dungeons and Dragons for politics. And the, advoca- the Democrats advocated in their scenario for the West Coast to secede from the union if Donald Trump were to win a second term as president. The federal government then says, we are giving explicit orders to the National Guard to go out and stop these people from doing it. And then you have to ask yourself, are you going to protect your family or protect the federal government? That's what Robert E. Lee was basically saying. It's not a question of being like, the word Virginia means so much to me. And the word United States does too, but I was born in Virginia, so I choose that word. No, it's like, yo, I'm not going to point a gun at my neighbor, Bill. Yeah. Like, get out of here. You're not marching on my, my, my hometown. It's not going to happen. You know what's interesting about this whole thing? It, it's funny because I feel like if California wanted to secede, we'd allow that. 
But like, I always feel like the left would never let us go. Like they would never let the right secede. Like that we would say, all right, you wanna go? You wanna have California? Go have California. And they would be like, no, you can't go if, we, if Texas wanted to secede. Well, I'll give, you, I'll give you the shout out, Luke, on this one, because you keep talking about peaceful divorce, right? Mm-hmm. And, no such thing. and that's exactly what the South was saying. An amicable split. And the North said, we won't never. let you leave. Right. Like, we never. won't let you leave. And I think that that's akin to the left now and the right. Like, if the right all said, okay, we're tired of your weird policies, you have, you know, this half in Canada and we'll have the bottom half, they would be like, no, you're never leaving. And then once they see that it's great down here, they would come over and invade us anyway. What was that YouTube channel I mentioned earlier? What, if, what if all history? What if all history? Yeah. He, he basically said in his video that the right. Is almost guaranteed, is basically guaranteed to win in all aspects. Mm-hmm. Military training, resources, food production, hands down, no questions yeah. asked. Capability in general. The the entirety of rural America is connected and the the leftist America is islands. Is it's it's what do they call right. the Democrat arch- archipelago? Uh something like that. I mean he made the point that it's the you know, the the coastal elite basically a similar point to that. But it's true. All the production, be it manufacturing, be it food growth, et cetera, occurs in the center of the country and then everything else goes out to the coasts. We still have manufacturing? <laughs> we have a little bit marginally. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not that significant. A lot of the stuff is just imported because of globalization policies instituted by David Rockefeller. Uh, but but at the end of the day, I, you know, it, it it's a hard thing to to really talk about because how do you how do you fix this larger divide that's getting farther and farther from each other? How do you fix people that are becoming more violent against each other for their political ideas? How can you even have a peaceful divorce? How can you have a divorce maybe that even has a mutual peace pact or a mutual defense pact? Is that possible? But, you know, it's it's a hard question to kind of lay out there. It's never been solved. I don't think it can be solved. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm in Gettysburg, and you know what all these people up there are telling me? They, they give tours and stuff. They said, well, you know, the Civil War was unfinished business from the revolution, from, from the war for independence, from the, from the colonial days. And I'm like, uh-huh. And so what you're basically saying is that all of these major issues that have been affecting the country, they all, they all connect all the way back. It just goes on forever. So you get, you get Civil War, you get Reconstruction. I was reading that there's not even an official date to the end of the Civil War because some Confederate soldiers kept fighting even though there was the, the uh, Appomattox surrender. Then you had the, you had Reconstruction. Then you had this this council hearing. It was like 1876, I think, where they there was contested election. So they just had a committee meeting of like, okay, I guess we'll just decide you'll be president, so we don't go to civil war again. But then you end up with the Clan, Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was a, he, I think he was a, was he a general in the Civil War or he was a, right, think, he was an officer, a general, I believe. And That's then Forrest Gump was named after him, technically that one, uh, that yeah. Forrest, yeah. Well. He, he, then you get the Klan, then you get civil rights, and you get all that conflict, and now we're still dealing with remnants of all of that, and fighting is coming out. Granted, a lot of it's washed away. Almost everyone universally in this country opposes racism to a great degree. There's small factions that are still in favor of it. The left seems to be the most in favor, so it's getting weird and murky. Yeah, I think the best thing we could strive to do is reduce harm um, any way we can. This is why I kind of advocate for a peaceful divorce or even just trying to work it out where we don't have a strong federal government that keeps imposing its ideas onto everyone. And I think the more we allow choice, the more we try to get rid of a centralized big federal government that could be Republican or Democrat pushing the ideas onto different states, I think the better off we would be and the less harm and the less conflict we would have. I totally disagree. I feel like that's not like a reality situation. I think that there's cycles to every 
government there's rise and falls and there's war and that is a nature a part of being human is is these cycles of of government and control and yeah. power and that we are at a point where it's going to come to a head there's going to be a fight for whatever is right and then the cycle will start over again and i'm like let's just yeah. get there i'm not it's, saying it's, you're, you're wrong but i think we should try to avoid getting there I, I think we shouldn't be racing there because when americans start fighting americans that's really going to be extremely dangerous and harmful to everyone and i think we should be doing our best to reduce harm in mm -hmm. that uh, in that youtube video i keep referencing uh, from what is it? What if all history, right? Yeah, what if all history. He mentions Strasshow generational theory, and he actually expands upon it that it's not just in the United States, but in the English-speaking world. Every eighty years of the conflict, and he mentions a couple more before the American War for Independence, mm -hmm. and then he also mentions, I think, three other books that have. This is really fascinating. He goes through a bunch of different theories that all talk about the past and the and ebb and flow of civilization and chaos. Yeah, great videos. And they all say in the 2020s, we're going to have chaos. Mm -hmm. And then you have MIT, I believe, who came out and said in the 2020s, they said, what is it? It was like in the 80s and then 40 years, we're going to see major chaos and strife in the United States. So they're all predicting it. Maybe they're all wrong. And I, I won't need to eat the beans in my basement. I don't know if they're all wrong, but I will say that if you look at cycles and trends of civilization and when they fall, it's always with the um, loosening of sexuality, especially when it comes to women. Hmm. Well, civilizations usually yes. have that um, correlation as well as the degradation of society, entertainment. A lot of it is just weird, awkward, doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think we are in that phase. Yeah, because <laughs> the fourth turning, as some people reference yeah. it. There's that thought. I was just reading that book. What was it? Um, the, the Age of Enlightenment, right? Uh, entitlement. The Age of Entitlement. Oh, I keep doing this with the mic. Okay, so the age of entitlement. Um, and he says in there, like, there is always a battle about of, like, your personal need for flexibility and sexuality versus your the structural need for survival and constraints on your sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, like, what the story of Romeo and Juliet was and that there's always that conflict. And when the one, of the individual wins out, and that's when society really deteriorates because you're missing that that construction of the family and and restraint that you need in order to live in civil society and so it's it's really women burning their bras in their 60s it ruined everything for us but it's not just in the 60s though because feminism started way before that i know but it, it, it was a big movement like that was witchcraft what, yeah. in in the 19th century really like, right. you and mean like you women blame... learning math <laughs> i mean ultimately we can blame the printing press for oh, everything, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for right. everything that's gone wrong. How do you uh, how do you create a society where people are uh, free as individuals to live in, in and choose as they see fit? I don't think you should have less and less government. <laughs> have less people dependent on government. People dependent on government stay dependent on government because it, it hooks them in. The government there is not to solve is not there to solve any problems. But, it's there to get people who will but, need them forever. Right, but I'm, I'm talking about culturally. You, you think you're saying you think women I, should I've be made, yeah I've definitely made a further like turn I guess re, I guess within the last like years years maybe two years or so further to the right in that there's another good book that I'll quote um, Sariba Mari's book and he he said this great little like anecdotal thing it's that and i have kids so i know so you bring two kids to the sandbox they're like 18 months old one kid brings a toy they're both sitting in the sandbox 
the other kid steals the toy from the kid and the kid says, hey, that's mine, you can't have that, and starts freaking out, right? So that gives you a thing that that's not like taught in society. There's an inherent sense of justice and right and wrong and morality, but a mom comes in or some, you know, or a dad or somebody comes in and says, yo, we don't live like that. We live in civil society and this is how. So while I think that you need to, um, you know, embrace the individual and give them some flexibility and some freedom to grow there. I do think that there needs to be some agreed upon, very, you know, moral structure there. And I think that we've gone past that. And everybody has all these like dark images about like authoritarianism and things like that because we've seen it get out of control. But there's also been a lot of benevolent benevolent dictators. There's also been kings that have wound up, you know, accruing sainthood because they were so good to their people. And so I just think that there we are so lacking in, in morality that there needs to be some not everybody is capable of with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, think, look around. Like, look at the supermarket. People aren't capable of making their own decisions on what food to buy. I think that there just needs to be some structure in the society, and it needs to be something we all agree on, and we are far past agreeing. That, that, that's not a right or left thing. I mean, Bloomberg said we should tax the poor because they're too stupid to make their own decisions. He said, well, when we tax them, we can spend the money better because they tend to make mistakes. No. Something like that. Do they I, mean the poor or do they mean the middle class? He meant the, he, he meant I'm not talking about rich, personal decisions like that much. I, I mean more some more enforced morality. Some, you know, like we used to shame people. We used to, you know, scoff against divorce. We used to, and, and people have like totally exploited all that. It used yep. to be for some some basic reason, like some serious reasons that people get divorced or leave their family or anything like that, or men would go outside the home or no, whatever. No fault, uh, no fault divorce was the end of marriage Reagan. entirely. Completely 100% marriage no longer exists with no fault divorce. Everybody lifts up Reagan, right? But Reagan, Reagan was, it was awful. Gun yes. control. Yeah. I hate Reagan. Uh, yeah. I mean, you ran Contra? Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, horrible guy. I mean, I'm just saying that like, I, I think that there needs to be some bounded morality. And I think that you know, it, it, that sounds scary to a lot of people, but I think that it's the only way out of this. Hmm. All right, we're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would uh -oh. you kindly smash that like button? Smash it. Uh -oh. It's a civil war inside of the comment section. Oh, really? I, oh, I love it. Really? It's great. I, have, I can't really. The little thumbs up under the video player. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members only show coming up for you at about 11 p.m. They're always fun and they're not family friendly. So uh, do all that. Smash the like button. Share the video. Let's read. Epic Gamer says some breaking news. Penn State canceled Gavin McInnes's event because of a mob of protesters yeah. in Black Block yelling communist chants. Ford Fisher has a live stream going. It's winding down at this point. He was there with Alex Stein tonight. Oh, I he was. So. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, mm. somebody asked if Alex was going to be here. So I asked him. I said, Alex, are you going to be here? With me, and he's like, "You're going to be on? No, I'm going to be in Penn State. State. Where, yeah. where is where's Penn State? Not far Pennsylvania. Away. Pennsylvania, not, Philly. No, I know, I know, but it's in Philly. No, no, it's like right, an it's hour Altoona and half or something. Or yeah, it's no. like um, State College. State College. State College. Pennsylvania. It's like the center center of PA or something. Yeah, it's not it's not close, but it was funny because I was coming. But I think it's somewhere. relatively close to here, uh, maybe a couple hours. No, but yeah, so I was like, he's there, McGinnis is there. I I can't mm. believe they shut it down. What jerks? Anyway. 
All right. I'll watch that when I get home. Bill Hughes says VP Harris falsely calls her support of the Minnesota Freedom Fund misinformation. That's true. I watched this video clip. Do you see it? They were like, you, you've been accused of supporting this. She's like, well, that's just misinformation and disinformation because she's a crackpot who doesn't realize that she actually has a tweet up doing this. Got receipts. <laughs> Joseph Lania says YouTube just switched the stream on going live to a Fox News channel. Well, that's not surprising. Make sure you share this video. Be the notification you want to see in the world because YouTube <laughs> certainly is pushing us Wait, down. Was that and, our uh, accident, though? Remember, because we were watching the debate. Oh, no, 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 no. This is that? well before the show. No, oh, no. okay. Yeah. The accident in question was the monitors got turned off. There wasn't anything having to do with oh, anybody right, watching. Right, right. Yep. Yep. But uh, uh, smash the like button, share the video, be the notification. Uh, if you guys share the video, then we don't got to rely on YouTube to notify people and we can bypass censorship. America 76 says DeSantis is consolidating establishment rhino money, has distanced himself from Trump, and is gaining rhino support. Trump didn't take a salary. Make of it what you will. Hmm. I, I don't think you can look at everything DeSantis did right now in Florida and think he's going to be bad. You know, I think Agreed. you look at everything he's doing, you're like, eh, he's, he's kind of doing a good job. My only fear is, would he would he support war policy? Hmm. He, he's got foreign policy experience. That's true. But does is his position on it going to be no new wars, no intervention like Trump's? Probably was? not. Probably not. That's he a deal to, breaker. So I, I used to work for this organization, Think Tank, and he was the head of the Israel Victory Project, which like he was the head of the caucus there, where it was like the Palestinians need to right. admit defeat before we can even start talking about like a two state solution or a one state solution. So I definitely feel like if there was something going on there, he would definitely be involved. All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I was going to super chat about both World War Three and Civil War, both escalating at the same time. It's going to get crazy. But since you talked about Dylan doing trans face, I get to ask you about the proper use of my Barbie pouch. <laughs> I just want to point out two things. Mulvaney saying like holding a big handful of tampons and then saying Barbie pouch, I think is indicative of it being a not 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 a serious and like intended to to to, to mock like Barbie pouch. And then as for the World War Three Civil War thing. I think it actually is really interesting, and Ian made the good point that the the Great War, World War One, was for Russia a revolution and a and, and a civil war at the same time. Yeah, so uh, the question about who would win a civil war in this country is often improperly answered. Let me ask you guys: Who do you think would win if a civil war broke out in the United States? What do you think, left or the right? I think the right one. What do you think, Luke? Um, hard to tell. Um. There's a lot of order followers, and, and there's a lot of institutions controlled by the left, but the right is usually made up of a lot of those order followers, but they do follow those orders. All right, what do so you think, Mary? I don't know. Everyone's been weakened, but I think it would be the right. They just have more gun owners. Serge? Mm -hmm. I think gun ownership is one thing. Um, I think that, again, like I mentioned, there's a lot of uh, production in different parts of the U.S., but I think probably the right it just depends on who would ally because the thing about the left is they have a lot of ports they have the ability to then have ship things traded in from europe and asia as well from both sides of the country they'll get china search nailed it yeah i think that was that was that was the tough. point i was trying to make okay so i was thinking it's, if it's, we were like limited to our own i, like, I get so, it but that, that's that the point yeah. i make is most people think that way right and what you need to think about is russia on a russian talk show a couple months ago the pundit said america is falling into civil war the only thing we need to figure out is which side we're arming Hmm. And that's what's hmm. going to determine. So one of the big elements of the Civil War was that the Confederates were desperately trying to get recognition from Europe. 
and that what was happening was uh, the, the the union was going to these other countries, being like, it's an internal dispute. Don't mm-hmm. worry, you negotiate with us. And they right. were like, okay, I guess. It, it would really come down to who is China going to send the antibiotics to? Which yeah. side? No, no, no. Because well, who are they going to send the guns to? Yeah, China, but- China's if China's the manufacturing base, and and the, the North had the manufacturing. China is going to be sending machines, tools, replacement parts, and I feel like the right could like make their own. They're a little more resourceful, but I really think like they're not making their own antibiotics. They're not making their own. Uh, it depends. Penicillin. Or vitamin C. Yeah, it depends on if we could tool up production to make those things in time. That'd be the biggest. Yeah, thing. I see China supporting both sides. They're like blow each right. other up. Right. Why wouldn't this they? Great. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, right. So what they would do is they would choose. They would they would want want to sow disruption. I don't think that would mean they would fund both sides. I I think it would mean they would fund the weaker. Mm. So when mm. people say. Like, oh, the right's going to win. Like, what if all history is like the right's going to win because they have the military, they have the training, they have the passion. And then China specifically goes to the port cities and arms them to the teeth right. to create an even battlefield. So we gut ourselves and, 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 yeah. and, then, they, and then they're able to win. Yeah. Right. Dylan's of the world will be like, oh, I don't want to break a nail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think at that point, Dylan drops the mockery of trans people and says, hey, I'm going to go leave the war because I don't want to get killed. And Blair said Blair agrees with me though. Like Blair, yeah, said Blair that, agrees with you. Or he's yeah. going to be a drone pilot. I could definitely see him kind of pushing buttons. <laughs> Let's kick some ass. <laughs> I think fire, that's fire, fire, right. fire. We got we got one from Falcon Laser. Tim, did you see the video of an MSNBC journalist asking a panel of Trump supporters about January six? Clay Travis shared it on Twitter earlier today. We actually have it pulled up. We'll talk about this in the members only show because it is it is insane. This MSNBC journalist doesn't even know what she's talking about. They're like, she's like, but Shocking. someone died on January 6th. And they're like, yeah, one protester. And she goes, a, a cop died. And they're like, no. No. One less, like, it was a stroke and it was after the fact. And I, got, then, I got a bad article what, written about me for that one. But anyway, what, really? Yeah. They, I, I was saying in a clubhouse space at one point in time that like he died of natural causes and whatever. New York Times said that. This was like, like right around them or before. And so like the Daily Dot wrote this horrible article, like congressional staffer blames Capitol Police for officer sitting next death. And they still leave the article up there and won't retract it, even though everything I said was correct. But well, was, yeah, there you go. They're the worst. Fake news. Fake news. That, that's, that's another element of civil war. You've got ideologues who are lying all day, every day and don't care to fix it. Yeah. And then their zealots believe it because it's still there. And no matter how much you try to tell them, they don't care. They're in a cult. That's, it's a cult, man. It's mm-hmm. sad. AI says, watch AMC's Rubicon. It's one and only season. Is that about Rome? What's it about? That'd be cool if it was about Rome. Mm-hmm. Bogus Impression says, for some reason, I'm imagining that when Russia attacks America's infrastructure and manufacturing capabilities, China is going to be surprised when all the bombs land in their factories because all we know, everything in America is made in China. That's a good point. Yeah. Let's see what we have here. E. Rodriguez says, I have to disagree with the aforementioned YouTuber. Communists never cared for the poor. They just hated the rich. Over Orwell wrote about this in one of his books. I, I may have mis... I'm not trying to misre- misre- misrepresent the guy's views. The point I was making is that the communists were all about masculinity and strength as much as the fascists were. They just had a different view on how, how to build a system. And I think it was mostly about culture. Yeah. Progressive versus traditional. Yeah. Pinochet's helicopter tour says, Tim, when it comes to communism and socialism, I have a suggestion that is quite effective, though I'm not sure how to get that many peanuts. Wait, what were you thinking I was going to say? What do, you, do we give out packing, like you give out like uh, little packs of peanuts to people that say like vote on them? I you like you throw, you know, to people and it's just like vote <laughs> GOP and they get to eat a couple of them. Peanuts are good, man. Ooh, Uncle Sam says, speaking of looking like, 
What's up uh, of looking like? What's up, Sherry O'Terry? Are we getting the weekend update? I kid. Beautiful and intelligent. Cheers, y'all. It, oh, do you look? Do you look like Sherry O'Terry? I don't even know who Sherry O'Terry is. SNL, I guess. No idea. Hmm. I get the weirdest people. I don't know, but thank you. I guess if he's trying to be nice, some not everybody's always that nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michael Riley says these are the same people saying Kyle shot black people. I bet Antifa found someone with the same name, gave it to the media without doing journalism. Exactly. So initially, when I saw this report about the dude getting attacked in Florida. I did my digging and the left is saying like, oh, he's a fascist. Here's his name. And I'm like, that picture you're showing is like a fat guy. And this is a thin guy. And that guy looks Mexican. And this guy kind of looks Indian. Maybe it's the same guy. I don't know. Not that I want to out our side or anything, but we have a couple like little grifters. Like there's one in particular that says like they've gotten hurt or attacked for wearing MAGA stuff and they haven't because I was there and saw that they didn't. But like. Hamming it up. Yeah. Like, I mean, it happens on both sides, but like that this is clearly a different story. This guy's like serious. Yeah, isn't that, his photos, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it's awful. Max Reddick says, Tim, I watched that episode of Electric Dreams last night you mentioned recently. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that main character, no one listening to me, what is happening? My friends, if there is anything you would spend money on to watch Amazon, despite the fact that we all despise it, watch Kill All Others on, uh, from Electric Dreams. The show is called Electric Dreams. It is, I believe, the last episode called Kill All Others. It will blow your mind. Seriously, it's so good. You will feel like the main character. So I see you guys writing it down. Have you seen it? No. You guys should watch it, man. I don't watch. I, I can't tell you last time I watched like TV or the, a show or anything. You gotta I'm watch so it. Lame. The gist of it is. Where is it? Uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. The show is called Electric Dreams. Philip K. Dick Stories. The last episode. I think it's the last episode. I'll called. watch it because you told me to. You need to watch it. The gist of it is, it's this like factory worker guy and he's watching the, a political debate. So, well, it's a political interview and the president or the presidential candidate says, you know, I'm, I'm campaigning to, to reform schools, to get better wages, obviously kill all others and we got to get utility prices down. <laughs> and then he goes, whoa, what? They just, what did they just say? And then everyone's just like, oh, I don't care. It's politics. I'm not, it's not important. And then slowly but surely, the, the rhetoric is getting more and more extreme. He then sees like a woman running screaming and people are chasing her. Be like, get her. And they start beating the crap out of her. And he's like, what are you doing? And they're like, she's an other, she's an other. And then he goes, I don't care. Stop the violence. And then they're like, why are you protecting her? You're an other too. You just got to watch it. It's so crazy. Like replace other with like person who opposes child sex changes. And then you're like, man, you go to your friends and family, you tell them like, hey, did you see what Joe Biden's doing with gas? And they're like, I don't care, I don't care. And then eventually they're calling you the extremist on TV like Joe Biden did. You gotta watch this episode. You're gonna be like, whoa, this is crazy, dude. Crazy. All right, Heron Gaming News says, to add to Luke's point of declining population, did you know there's a place in Italy that rings a church bell when a baby is born? So there's like no one being born, otherwise the bell would be ringing nonstop, I imagine, right? It's probably a small village. Like they're not. It's probably we're not getting being uh, rung a lot. We're getting down in the weeds. Well, there. the population is dramatically being reduced. Well, because of low tea and bad things in our food, and because men coddle women, and society is falling apart. No. Birth control forever chemicals. I could keep Correct. going on. Yeah. Fatherless the, homes. The other thing All is people Correct. need to, people need to know this that churches, many of them traditionally ring the bell every half hour, and that to me is I'm sorry, that's nuts. That's crazy. So we're, we're trying to set up shop in Martinsburg, uh, West Virginia, a physical location. And there's a church nearby that rings the bell on the hour. It's the chimes of the hour on the half an hour. Banish the demons. 
Well, they bless I'm just the bells. Like, I'm like, they banish I, the demons I, from the area. I do will. not want the demons to be banished from the area. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask them to stop doing it. It's, it's, they were there well before I was. I'm just pointing out that, like, that's kind of a lot. And so, <laughs> like, you know, we have to do recordings periodically. It's, it's impossible for us to do any kind of studio work in that city at all because they ring the bell so often. Mm. So you, you have to be relatively far away from it or build a soundproof studio. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. I, I think they, they should, if, if, if they traditionally do it, I'm not going to try and interfere with what they're doing. I just think it's like, wow. I just moved in, like to a neighborhood in Philly and they ring the bells on the hour. And then and half like, hour. Most half hours. And then like they do extra stuff when it's like service yep. time and stuff. But I love it. Like it just makes me feel like ring the bells. I'm, somewhere, I'm somewhere happy and safe. So I mean, I like it, it. It, it made a whole lot of sense back when there were no clocks or anything. You're like, yeah. I wonder what time it is. And then you hear and you're like, oh, it's 3.30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm a fan. But I get your problem. All right, Scott Knowlton says, Tim, did you see the story Luke reported on today about the lady in the cop car getting hit by a train? What? No, but I know that story was from a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, the dash cam footage came out oh. recently, and I did a video on it I on my YouTube channel on We Are Change, and it's just absolutely freaking crazy. The police officers in Colorado tied up, handcuffed a young woman, put her in the back of a squad car that they parked on train tracks. <laughs> and they see a train coming. And they go, run! And they run away. <laughs> and they, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, sorry. They served and protected very well the situation <laughs> by running out of the way and let oh. this poor woman be hit by a train. Crazy. Uh, absolutely insane case. The video is absolutely mind-boggling. And the officer who did everything paid leave. That's that's wow. absolute criminality to the highest degree. This is why I can't Negligence. be back to blue. Yeah, this is why you can't so, so you trust anyone in authority, and you should always question authority and try to hold them accountable no matter what the situation is. And if this is what police officers are doing, imagine what your politicians are doing. Right. I mean, these are just some bad cops, man. Just a few bad apples. Just, you know, just, just, just one bad apple that gets a to, bad to the other bad apples, and then yeah. you just yeah, got but, yourself Yeah, but look, on. look, as, as it gets worse and worse... Any cop that had any semblance of honor or talent is quitting. Right. And that's, that's been happening true. over the past several years. So, of course, now it's, it's Or even get just self-preservation because you don't right. want to get, get yeah. charged with something. Totally. There's a video of that cop. I think it's in Portland or Seattle. And he pulls up and he goes, you guys won. I quit. I'm done. I'm quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then what do you see? You see videos like this. Now, don't get me wrong. We've seen videos like that well before there was any demoralization of cops. I'm just saying expect to see it get way worse. Yeah. Yeah. People are asking in the comment section, she did live miraculously yes. wow. she survived wow. but she had some very serious injuries that she had yeah. to deal well, with. Well what happened was you know the train hit the car and she was standing there and the train smacked into her and then the train flipped over and then crashed and she stood there like like in the movie the, the report I read was that she was screaming for her life as police officers were running away from her. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. Why did they park the car on the train tracks? It sounds like they wanted to kill her. Real smart. Yeah. You know. Like, the, I'm sorry, dude. Did if, you see the video? How can yeah. you claim it's an accident? I gotta watch it. I played the video in the beginning of, of my YouTube channel today on, on, on the gonna, video report I did today. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, I don't see how you could argue it was an accident. I mean, there, maybe there's no they circumstance. panicked? Well, no, 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 no. Like, they park their car on the tracks. They then they grab her. Then they bring her into the car on the tracks. Yeah. Then they leave the car on the tracks and walk away to her car. And then the train comes and go, oh, no. And they run away. Yep. It's like, dude, they were trying to kill her. The video is just crazy because you just see the train coming. You hear it from far away. Who is recording this? Dash cam. Uh, and body cam. Oh. And body cams from the police officers. So the footage was released. And audit. the audit is, a, is another YouTube channel released the video as well. Hmm. All right. Pinochet's helicopter tours. Says, mm -hmm. Tim, look into TIV or Tendency for Interpersonal Victimhood. 
A new personality construct doctors have studied explains the mo motivations of squeaky wheels. Hmm. Well, I'll you know, look into that. just got to build a fort in the middle of nowhere and be self-sufficient. Alberto Chipres says, Tim, give Mary a political show. Would love to see her angry rants. <laughs> I don't get angry about politics. I don't let those things anger me. That's me. I just don't get angry on this show. <laughs> I let stupid celebrities get me angry. <laughs> yeah, you got to check out that show. John Marafa says, forget Red Wave, forget Red Tsunami, Red Megadon. M Magadon, baby? Bring it on. What is that? Red Megadon. Oh, Red Megadon. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I went right over my head. Red Megadon. No, a Red Great Flood. It's, it's like the, the tsunami, it's the, the, the wave is going to be so big, Democrats got to build an ark. You know what I'm saying? Great Flood. Uh, they're letting us win, I think. That's what? They're going to let us. They're... They're, I'm telling you, it's going to be my little prediction. I, I mean, it really does feel like Democrats are sabotaging on purpose. Mm -hmm. They were, they were, they're the, the Veritas video that came out where it's Katie Hobbs's twin sister saying the Democrats are funding the more extreme Republicans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I don't know what they're planning, but whatever. Cosmic Surgeon says, "Is it already criminal to write and publish the leak?" No, it's not. Journalists, they're allowed to report on this stuff. The Pentagon Papers, the Afghan War Logs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Project Veritas is a really good example. Look how much Project Veritas receives in leaks. Uh, WikiLeaks was very much the same. They were journalists. People would send them secure files. They would blow the whistle or just leak stuff. And then WikiLeaks would release and report on it. And WikiLeaks even editorialized. I'll criticize them for some of the editorialization, but they're journalists, same as anybody else, and that's it. I got a quick question for you real quick. Do you think that there, there was a ton of leaks coming out of the Trump administration? Do you think that there's as many leaks coming out of the Biden administration, but the media doesn't take yes. them and pick them up? Yeah. Or do you think that there's they're just more, more in, they're more disciplined? I think more. there's probably more leaks, and the media won't touch them. Yeah. yeah. Because the Biden, the, the Trump administration had, there, there were, there is, a certain degree of, well, you know what? Maybe it is comparable because there, there's, there's animosity across the board. But I think the reason I would say that there may be more with Biden is that his insanity and incompetence. That's what I'm saying. He's got to be like bumping into walls, forgetting right. things, like yelling, and acting and it, out, and there's and it, nothing. And silent. it's not even, it's like, with, right. With Trump, people are angry and don't like him. So they're looking for things. With Biden, you can't avoid these things. Certainly someone said, you know, I was at the White House today. I was just bringing papers from one room. I saw Biden trip and fall. You know, and, right. that, and and those are the kind of things where they're where, where you'd think they did they leak out. But they don't. Right. The media won't report on it. Yeah, they're probably going. Oh, well, nobody really cares about that stuff. He's running around naked again, trying to catch some kind of dog pooping everywhere. Doc Holliday says, "I love what Trump said." Boo hoo hoo. Well, sure. I, yeah, whatever. He then said, "Just unsubscribed from Luke Uncensored." That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> you can go right ahead, do whatever you want. You're a free I'll, person. I'm going to vote for Trump. But I'm, I'm going. I'll, I'll vote for Trump. <laughs> But what would you what would you be cheering Selling on <laughs> if 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 Biden was doing the same exact thing to Project Veritas? Ask yourself that question and then kind of think about that. Here's for a little the bit. thing: right? that, that's that's the point right there. Is is with these leaks coming out that Veritas gets, especially Ashley Biden's diary and the FBI raid on Project Veritas? What Trump said was trash. Yeah. Well, here's my thing about like the followers on following you and stuff. Right after. Um, you know, the election results came out and it was, you know, for Biden and not Trump. And everybody's like, oh, and there was like this big uproar. I said on 
Instagram or somewhere. I was like, hey guys, like, you know what? Let's just support our president. Let's all show up on Biden's inauguration with our MAGA hats and like whatever. Only because I've been around so long that I know that these things are not easily overturned. People are like, we would never want you in our corner. You're not a fighter. I was like, what? You're not a real Trump fan? I was like, are you kidding me? If you are not like, if you don't have this like blind allegiance all of yeah. a sudden, they're like swearing you off. God forbid you have your own brain and you have something different to say. It's not that I don't love Trump. I just know how corrupt the system is and that it was never going to work out in his favor. So now you're just going to say I'm not a fighter. I'm a quitter. No Wor- saying that. Worshiping any politician is Bad just idea. cringe. And and if you think one person's going to solve all your problems, you're not paying attention. The Correct. cringest thing that really annoyed the crap out of me was the after the election, people were like, March 3rd's the real day. Trump's oh. coming back. And then April 17th's the real day. And I'm like, stop. It's not it's not real. Yeah. But, and then and then it took like a year before people finally stopped saying that the arrests were coming. And I'm just like, and so that's the thing about the fraud narrative is that people don't understand that it's shifted dramatically over the past two years. Initially, the whole narrative was very much like servers and Chinese ballots and like watermarks. I'm not saying that all of that stuff isn't true. I'm not saying that like, that there wasn't a significant amount of fraud to overturn the election, there's just no way to prove it. And there was no way they were gonna let you prove it. And if you even look at the way absentee mail mail and ballots are done, it comes in an outer envelope, right? Then it comes with another one that you sign and then the paper one. Once they separate those, you can never match them back up. We don't know who did what. It's never gonna be provable. That's not even the issue at all. The problem with all of that stuff is that certainly the provability the, the the year of abandoning it the the all the reports and research and everything that we've even talked about on this show going back to when it it all led nowhere and now what you have is you have like Dinesh D'Souza and you have like the ballot harvesting stuff which is always what we talked about the shadow campaign yep. to save the election from time magazine the procedure and policies and those changes that actually had a huge impact and the month-long voting that's happening now those are things that need to be sued over and you need to go to court yep. to challenge the procedure and the policy but anyway, anyway my point is not to rehash all that stuff it's that some people are just so fervent that they believed all of that and it's just like come on man look trump's a guy i think trump's pretty good I think no new wars was absolutely incredible. The best response we got in the super chats when Dave Smith was here was these problems were created over a hundred years. We won't end them overnight. And I'm like, that's that's absolutely like voting for a president that didn't start any wars and actually was working towards peace is like as good as we're getting right now. If we're advancing, I mean, imagine you're at one end of a football field and you got to get to the other side. And so you're waiting for someone who can throw you a hundred yards versus just taking one step at a time. So what, what's your choice? I'm going to stand right here until someone can toss me that full hundred. You're a human. You ate too much. It's never going to happen. You can't move the monolith like that. Meanwhile, so he's like going Trump. in the opposite direction, according to my opinion. And you got to stop worshiping, worshiping no politicians and start believing in yourself. No new wars is the opposite direction. He almost got us in a war with, uh, almost, with, almost, with Syria, with, with Iran. He, he bombed a, a country. He went farther almost. than Barack Obama did with his foreign policy, especially when Where? it came to when? Ukraine. I like that better, though. Right. He was unpredictable. You know that you have people like this in Biden. Putin would have never like encroached on Ukraine at Trump all. Was, Trump was getting our troops out of Syria and Afghanistan. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not he saying was he not getting. He wrong. was not getting any troops out of nowhere. He like he he talked a good game. He, he, he did promised get our a lot, out of Syria. but he got John Bolton. He did it. The yeah. troops are still there. No. John Bolton yes, was still calling the shots there. But he sacked so, him, right? That yeah, we need uh, 200 on the record, but how many special ops, how many Listen, other drones are flying overhead, how see, many other military operations are still you, going you, on you there? You can't accept, is that, is like I said, taking one step in the right direction, you can't tell me that no new wars is going the wrong direction. 
Okay, Luke, you want more war? At least one new war? It's, That's the right It's direction? limited proxy war, okay? He didn't officially declare a war, but so didn't Barack Obama. Better? Barack Obama didn't officially declare a war. You're, you're playing semantics here. Okay, but, but he like, did. did he, but he did finance a whole bunch of rebels. He did finance a whole bunch of uh, overthrows, right? So that the, the argument is still there. Some parts you're of this foreign policy... You're arguing for absolute revolution where no, I'm arguing for... I'm arguing for holding people Trump accountable for, for actually doing something, bombing other countries. You, it's utopian, dude. I'm no, sorry. It's not. Yes, it is. You don't bomb a country because your daughter cries. Okay? And that's, I'm, a, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, that's, some, that's a straw man argument that I didn't make. The point I made that's is what the he Abraham did. Accords and the peace deals... He and bought off at, countries. That's The Abraham so Accords are him buying off the countries. So what? It, it didn't amount to any kind peace of legitimate through, change in through my opinion. purchase, fine. If, if we're getting our... If he's trying to get our troops out of peace. Syria... It's just like, hey, we'll give you a little bit of money. Let Israel fly in here. He's like, okay, cool. Are we worse how do you, or how do you, how better do you, foreign policy-wise? Are we worse off now or worse. better off now? Absolutely worse. Absolutely worse. Yes, by, absolutely by like worse. light years, right? Was he the best one that we've had in years as far as foreign policy is concerned? As far as foreign policy okay, with John so Bolton at the helm? I don't know. Yes. No, no, no. I don't know. I I, I think that's okay, up okay. for the debate. Who I think better, that's Who's better than foreign policy? Bill Clinton? No. Barack Obama? George W. Bush, no Reagan, all of them suck. All of them, 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 all of them took money that we didn't have, spent it, and printed it, and gave it to the military industrial complex. No, 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 no. Giving money to Saudi Arabia to commit the human human atrocities in Yemen. Answer the question. What's the question? Who was better than Trump on foreign policy? I can't think of. I I think all of the foreign policy has been atrocious. Okay, I'm not. I can't look at dog crap. I can't. I can't look at dog crap. Be like. That, that, that's a you little can bit say which crap. one okay, stinks okay. the least. Uh, I'm going I'm to pause you right there and say, I think you're being disingenuous. I can look at a pile of dog diarrhea and be like, that's substantially worse on my carpet than that thick corn turd. Okay, but 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 let's let's be let's be honest here. We're if arguing dog, about dog shit, right? Listen, <laughs> so, so it's all yes. it's all dog crap. If I had a dog, uh, we agree on that, that point. Would, that, that every year would crap on my carpet, and it was a variety of diarrhea, and then one day all of a sudden it's thick corn crap. I go, well, it's still bad. But we're moving in the right direction, and it's easier to clean up. That's my point. Is you it? can you can pick it right up and be a light well, Yeah, you can. Well, it depends on, on what the dog also had. Look, but we're, we're playing, <laughs> but we're playing. Well, look, I, I appreciate the debate and I appreciate the conversation. There's a lot of things that that we should be, of course, discussing when it comes to this foreign policy is extremely important. I think he 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 could have done a way better job. Uh, Nobody's really disagreeing with that, but he's I, I certainly his, the best that we've had. His drone policies, his military industrial complex spending, him giving weapons to Saudi Arabia, committing the atrocities in Yemen, uh, the conflict That's with Iran, the, the conflict with Syria. Part of the course. Uh, you're part making for excuses for the no. same policies that, that uh, Obama was doing that he continued. So it's like, like I said, you're, at, you're, at the end, you're in the end zone of a football field and Luke's saying, because we're not getting... What's, the, granted, what's different right from what end. Trump and Obama did? What's the difference? So what's the difference? I'm getting, asking you a getting, question. Getting our troops out of Syria, setting the deadline for, for getting out of Afghanistan, crossing into the DMZ in North Korea, sending weapons to Ukraine, you can argue is bad, but it was getting us out of the conflict and saying, it's you now, you do it. Telling NATO to pay their fair share. Donald Trump was very much like, I don't understand why we're at war in these places. And when he tried to get all of our troops out of Syria, every last one of them, the, the, fe- the, the executive branch lied to the American people and they lied to Trump to keep secret troops on the ground. I'll, I'll it's be, insane. I'll be intellectually honest. I concede on North Korea. I concede on NATO spending, even though he pushed for it. But at the same time, the, the effects were there as he was sending lethal weapons and escalating the situation. My point, but I concede on North Korea 100%. My point uh, is not that Donald Trump came in with a magic wand and saved the world. My point is, it's the best foreign policy I've seen in my life from a, from a president. That doesn't mean it's good. 
it means it was moving in the right direction. It was pulling things back. Even if it was one inch on a football field, it is better. And if and, and when Tulsi, so Tulsi Gabbard endorses Biden, I don't buy it. Tulsi Gabbard knows the problems of the regime change war. It was her campaign thing. It's one of the things I focus on. And Donald Trump is like, I'm going to, I promised this. I'm going to try and make it happen. The increase in drone strikes, it's bad for a lot of reasons, but it was happening because we were pulling our, our operations out of the Middle East and we didn't want the Taliban and other groups like ISIS to storm. He in. made arguments about killing civilians. Uh, he's a, and, he did, and, he, and, he, and he made an argument about jailing journalists. It's bad. Yes, but Barack he also, he also made sure that there was no transparency with his drone program. With Obama, we know how many people he bombed. We know he bombed weddings. We know he bombed hospitals. Mm-hmm. Under Trump, we don't know because Trump classified a lot Let's of that information this. and gave the power to, drum, uh, to, we, we, to drone bomb people right, you're, and, you're, to, you're and to assassinate them through to the Pentagon, Luke, which is crazy. You're, you're not arguing in the same area that I'm arguing. I'm arguing that we know Trump did bad things, but it was to a much lesser degree than we've seen from any other president in the past, in my lifetime. Uh, debatable. If we're on a scale here. Um, well, who's on par? Like, there's nobody better. You can't name. Look, I'm not saying I can't. I'm no, not, but, but right. we're not. We're not really talking about a lot of well, great things here. Let's. Let, we'll, we'll this was my it. favorite part, then. This was like well, the most well, interesting. I like when it gets heated. So. It should get heated, and, right, and I'm all for this conversation. Let's grab one more, and then. Uh, uh, and then I'm gonna warm up because it's freezing in here. It my is fingertips cold. We'll, are cold. And then we'll go to the members only. James Eaton says, "My family didn't join the fight until the Union graped the women in Newmarket, VA. It was never a fight for slaves. It was a moral war against Northern aggression." Next is moral war to save the kids. There's a lot to break down there. Let's definitely talk about this in members only because I'm going to go ham because I was like. That's a lot to unpack. I've been reading a lot of Civil War stuff over the past couple of years. Obviously, there's a drinking game whenever Tim Pool says Civil War. And then going to Gettysburg and actually going through everything. And and, and not only that, but over the past weekend, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I went down the the, the CNO Canal reading all about everything that was going on. Crazy awesome stuff to read. Um, Horrifying history. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Would you kindly smash that like button? Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to talk a lot about all of this stuff because we, we had this clip from January 6th. I want to talk about Civil War. I want to go, go off on all of this stuff about, you know, things I'm learning. So that'll be at TimCast.com at about 11. You can follow the show at TimCast.IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Lisa, do you want to shout anything out? No, nothing. You can just find me at Lisa Elizabeth on Twitter. I guess that's where I'm most active right now. Lisa, that was great. Thank you so much for oh, coming well, on. Thanks for having me. If you want to know what I really think, you could go on LukeUncensored.com. <laughs> and if you think my, uh, my comments about Donald Trump were spicy, wait until what I said about Ben Shapiro today. LukeUncensored.com. <laughs> I love the comments. I'm always in the comment section. And if you think the negative comments hurt me, you have no idea. They fuel me. I love them i love the debate i love the discussion let's let's challenge ourselves as much as we can right now and and hey if you think i'm wrong show me the evidence let's let's actually debate this let's actually have an honest conversation about this i love it and i love being able to express these ideas thank you so much for having me on ghost girl well if you're tired of talking about dog crap and civil war (laughs) then maybe subscribe to pop culture crisis on youtube we go live monday through friday 3 p.m we talk about fun things like movies, celebrities, TV shows, all of that entertainment news. We have fun over there. Um, if you send a super chat, you can shoot money at us. It's fun. So uh, go subscribe over there. And if you want to see pictures of me on the internet, then you can follow me on Instagram at Mary Archived. If you want to hear my inane thoughts, you can follow me on Twitter, also at Mary Archived. You know, we never talked about the Katy Perry eye thing. Let's oh, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You oh, can, the video where like, eyes wiggling out. Yeah, whether it was yeah. like uh, glue or not. <laughs> yeah. All right, deal.
I hope you guys like that one. That was pretty wild. I had the fun. chat was spicy. Anyways, have I'll a good read night, it tomorrow. You you leave your chats up so I can read them later. Because I, I, I will know. go I'll back take and it read down. I just, all of them. They're all on there. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. A lot. I'm excited. I'm in there. I like the bad ones too. I <laughs> I find like the one good one and I hang on to that one the whole time. So I don't care about the bad ones. Hate comments are funny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, Bring it. Great. I love it. All right, everybody, head over to timcast.com, become a member, and we'll see y'all there. Cheers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.